show email us your thoughts and opinions at twistmyarmpodcast at gmail.com like us on facebook to access our listener polls and follow at twistmyarmcast on twitter listen for free on soundcloud itunes and stitcher and now here's the host of the twist my arm podcast hello and welcome to the twist my arm podcast i am your host uh josh that's my name and today i'm joined by my co-host jesse how's it going it's going it's going okay. I'm I I would say for <laughs> me it's going avengingly. Yes, very avengingly. Um I'm super excited for this episode. It is it's our Avengers Infinity War breakdown episode and I've been waiting what 10 years to see this fucking movie now. Ish, yeah. <laughs> and about 10 years. It, I'm just so excited to talk about it. I actually went and saw it on Friday and uh haven't talked to anybody about it since so i'm excited to break it down but first before we get into that we had a voicemail a good friend of ours mail voicemail 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 yeah we'll get a drop for that yeah at some point but yeah one of our good friends luke called in and uh left us a voicemail about some some pops so we will have uh since I'm not much of a pop guy, I'll just have Jesse take the lead on this one. I'll uh, play the voicemail for you, and then we'll uh, talk it out. Fuck out! Yo, twist my arm. It's your buddy Luke. Today is April 20th, and I just caught your discussion about the... Uh, vinyl pops and uh i have to admit you know it seems kind of crazy that with the nba finals going on that there isn't a pop of san antonio spurs head coach greg popovich like there's got to be a pop pop right well just thought i'd throw that out there the twist my army shall march on peace all right thank you again to luke for calling in we really appreciate it and we encourage others to call in as well you know the phone number it's 508-93-TWIST so Full disclaimer, um, I actually, I did not know what Greg Popovich looked like before we got Luke's voicemail. Um, I'm not a big basketball fan, but I knew that he had something to do with basketball and that his last name is really fun to say, but that's about it. So I Google image searched Greg Popovich to decide what might be the easiest way to get like a custom coach pop pop, you know, cause I'm, I doubt they actually make one. So, um, Depending on the desired pointiness of the beard, I would suspect you could use either a Saruman the White or Count Dooku Pop Vinyls as a base to make your custom Popovich Pop. The Saruman is holding a Palantir, which could be easily repainted into a basketball. The only step left would be changing his robes into a suit and tie. I guess what I'm saying with this is that Popovich looks like Christopher Lee. 
Take heart, though. There is an NBA line of pops, so maybe one day there really will be an official Greg pop of vinyl. I couldn't help myself. Um, this did get me thinking about some of the other pops I wish I could buy, though. As long as uh, Saturday Night Live is hopping on the cash train that is pops, how about some more classic sketches? Where is Chris Farley's motivational speaker? Maybe he comes with a tiny shattered coffee table? How about a two-pack of Chippendale's Farley and Hasselhoff? You could even do a three-pack with Farley, Spade, and Sandler from that Hungry Diet Girl sketch. I mean, come on. There's so many good sketches that they could be using. But anyways, what about the uh, other Netflix series that aren't Stranger Things? Not that I don't love Stranger Things, because I do, and we have a lot of pops. But where are my Kimmy Schmidt pops? I would buy a Carol Kane pop of any kind, and I would love a Titus Andromedon pop. Maybe he comes with a little bottle of Pinot Noir? I think that would be pretty cool. What about the new Lost in Space show? How about pops for that? I'm just saying, it's possible that some of this stuff is on the way and we just don't know it yet, but I would love more Netflix original series pops. Um, the last segment here is, I mean, this is the one that really hits me. Why are there no Venture Brothers pops? Why are there no, I mean, I know there's some Adult Swim pops, but I want more. And particularly, I want Venture Brothers Pops. I would really like a Jonas Venture Jr. with his jetpack or Ghost Lincoln colored in, covered in $5 bills. As long as we're dreaming here, the Venture Pop I really want the most is Dr. Henry Killinger, and maybe he would have a tiny magic mud bag. As long as we're talking Adult Swim, I would also willingly spend large sums of money on pop vinyls for Aqua Teen Hunger Force, Metalocalypse, Harvey Birdman, and C-Lab 2021. So, since I last spoke on the podcast, I have continued to add to my collection, well, we, my girlfriend and I, have continued to add to our collection, which is showcased on my Instagram at Bailey. and I am proud to announce that we have added glow-in-the-dark Scorch King Groot, Dart the Demo Dog from Stranger Things, Hemorrhage the post-apocalyptic knight from season 3 of Rick and Morty, he's got a bucket with a skull on it over his head. Um, Sully from Monsters, Inc., the original pink Power Ranger, Sonic the Hedgehog. This is the Sonic that's holding a Chaos Emerald instead of a gold ring, but, you know. We got Venom Pool. We got the NFL Color Rush Toys R Us exclusives, Lawrence Taylor and Cam Newton. The cool thing about the Cam Newton one, I also have a Peyton Manning pop, so now I can recreate Super Bowl photos with them. Um... In, if you don't remember, in that Super Bowl, the Carolina Panthers lost and the Denver Broncos won. So, anyways, um, we also got Nakia from Black Panther, James Bond from Dr. No, and the most recent additions are Avengers Infinity War Thanos, the Walmart exclusive with a hand blast, and the blonde Black Widow from Infinity War. So, thank you guys for calling in and continuing to be a part of our show. If you have any other suggestions for topics or pops you might want to see or you know just really anything just call us and vent and remember that's 508-93-TWIST and you know Josh if I got that number wrong you can just edit that <laughs> hey Jesse hey Melanie yes hey what's up we're gonna record a promo for the show oh I'll twist my arm why don't you hey how did you know what if you were to try to twist another podcast audience's arms is that right in the plural singular sense grammatically <laughs> what <laughs> <laughs> is that possible if you were going to try to twist another podcast's audience's arms is, is to listen to our show 
Yes. yes. How would you go about doing such a thing? I wouldn't have to twist their arm, baby. Just let them listen to me for a little bit, and they'll be ours. Wow. <laughs> That's confident. I, <laughs> Thanks. I would. I. I would. I would probably just offer them cookies. Cookies and Melanie. How could you refuse? Cookies and mm. Melanie. That sounds delicious. <laughs> well, for you, yeah. So, so, first off, we should tell them what our show is about. It's about comics and all things fun and nerdy. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes we talk about TV shows and, and sometimes we talk about movies. Mostly we talk about comics. And sometimes we, uh, sometimes we offend other countries. And sometimes we just nervously babble about whatever random thing pops in our head. Mm-hmm. You should definitely, you should, oh, you should, oh, you should totally listen. Yeah. If you want to listen, check out GrawlixPodcast.com. It's G-R-A-W-L-I-X Podcast.com. Or search us up on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, <laughs> Tumblr. Instagram? Instagram. Tune in. Radio. Use your phone. Listen on your use your television phone. Use your smart devices. ZZ Top. No. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Just hashtag. All right, welcome back. That was our good friends over at the Grolix Podcast. Uh, wanted to get all the preliminary things out of the way so this episode can be strictly an Avengers breakdown. That being said, this is a full spoiler breakdown of the movie. So if you have not seen the movie, turn this podcast off right now. Go see it. Come back and then listen to it. So sp- or alternatively, if you don't plan to go see the movie at all, just keep listening. That too. But I mean, who's not I don't know how planning? you would possibly <laughs> be planning that and looking yeah. for something to listen to about. But, you know, I yeah. But yeah, so you have been warned. This is a full spoiler review, and uh, I guess I guess with that, disengage now. Let's yeah, give you. I'll give you. Okay, we're gonna go now. Um, <laughs> Avengers: Infinity War. Um, what I mean, I don't really know. <sighs> we'll start. We'll just start right here. It's it's hard to know <laughs> where to start. There's yeah. so much to absorb and discuss. It was a lot to process. It was, uh, forgive the phrasing, a bit of an emotional roller coaster. It was really, really good. There's a lot of stuff we should talk about. Yes. We should probably start with the basics. Um, if you want to just give like the I was going to say synopsis. we'll uh, yeah. we'll start here. Directed by the Russo brothers, Anthony and Joe Russo. Um, Who also did Civil War or no uh, Winter Soldier and Civil War. They did that oh, one as yeah. well. Yes. And so uh, it's written by Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely. And also the Russo brothers stars so many people. I, I, Everybody, I mean, everyone I, is in the movie. Anyone that you've ever seen in a Marvel movie is in this movie. I mean, you got Tony Stark, you got Thor, you got Bruce Banner, you got Captain America, you got Black Widow, War Machine, Doctor Strange, Spider Man, Black Panther, Gamora, Nebula, Loki, Vision, Scarlet Witch, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Hemdall. I mean, it, the list goes on and on and on. But and importantly, you did not see Ant Man and you did not see Hawkeye. Anyways, keep going. No. No, but they they did do they had a throwaway line in that. Um, oh, I think it was more than that. I, I mean, okay, all right, all right. I'm I'm intrigued. Okay. Um, so yeah, Avengers is based off the comics by Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Um, I actually recently read the Infinity Gauntlet storyline, 
which was super cool to read that before I went into this movie. Um, just having a little bit of a reference and like kind of a background of how the, the story was um, produced, you know. So you'll have an appreciation for some of the direct panel translations that oh, were in the movie. Oh, and I saw so many of them too. I mean, just starting out with Hulk replacing Silver Surfer as the person warning Earth about Thanos. Basically, in the comics, Silver Surfer gets thrown. I mean, it's in a different way, obviously, and this is a very right. rough breakdown of it. But Silver Surfer gets thrown down to Earth. He lands in uh, the Sanctum Centaurum. Doctor Strange finds him, and he warns everyone about Thanos. In this movie, it's actually Hulk that, at the very beginning of the movie, which I, I we got to talk about this scene. We'll just go yeah. right now. But Hulk gets sent to Earth, and basically... If you guys remember um, Thor Ragnarok, at the very end of that movie, which you should, right? I think the the was it the post credit? Yeah, it was the post credit scene, and everyone's on the ship. All the Asgardians are on, you know, trying to. They were going to go to Earth, I believe. They're basically refugees. Yeah, they were going to go to Earth and try and start a new life there or whatever. And then all of a sudden, this giant ship shows up out of nowhere, and it's. I believe it's called. Is it the Sanctuary Titan? 2? Yes, yes, that's what it is. Okay. And uh, it's Thanos' ship. And basically, Avengers Infinity War starts out right there. Right after Thanos has basically taken control of the ship. Everyone is fucking dead or about to be dead. And, I mean, this... Dude, this movie just just punches you in the face immediately. Like, and it... I feel like when I was in there, I was like, okay, I, I have a good idea of what's going to happen. And then... I mean that whole first scene. It just changed everything. It, was, it just it, it, it was just really intense to see a lot of scenes from the trailer right away in the movie. It was like, oh, that's I, not. I actually like, really liked that. Yeah, I did too. I really appreciated that they didn't give us that much in the trailer. Yeah, uh, that scene in particular, I had. I mean, it was. It, it, Dude, it was kind of went <laughs> how you thought it would go, but yeah. the one thing that I was kind of interested in was did. Is there a reason that Heimdall chose to send Hulk over Thor or so Loki back to Earth? I believe so. Basically, this, there's this whole battle going on, and you know they're still trying to win back the ship. And one of the best lines in the movie, Loki has, and he's looking at Thanos, and he's like, "We have a Hulk," and then fucking Hulk right. comes out of nowhere and starts beating up on Thanos. Like it was like a boxing match, kind of. And yeah, it was a good, good little spar. Yeah, and like. This whole first scene with the Hulk actually basically drives that character for the rest of the movie. It, you know, Thanos beats the shit out of Hulk. I, I'm pretty sure he broke his collarbone with the punch, if I'm not mistaken. Or and his jaw, maybe. He was very maybe that's what it was. Second. And and yeah. it was, it like it hurt my heart to like hear Hulk squeal, <laughs> you know, because he's not supposed to sound like that, and just like that. <sighs> That scene, and Hulk goes down, and he's just, everyone's just laying there, basically, um, waiting to for whatever Thanos is going to do. And finally, Thanos gets the, the Tesseract from Loki, which we all suspected he stole from from the, the vault on Asgard, which obviously he did. And which he did. He gets that, and, and I think uh, whenever, you know, Thanos puts the stone in there and stuff, and, and Heim Heimdall was like, uh, give me the power like one last time 
And I yeah. think he was trying to send Thor, but since Thor was trapped in that little cage, ah, and uh, he, I think he missed. To be honest, like gotcha, like he missed the the Rainbow Road, and he only hit Hulk, and or Hulk just flew out like right s- beside Thor. Or I suppose it could also be explained as pure desperation. Like we just need someone to go warn everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, yeah. It was sad. It was sad to see Heimdall go. I yeah, right after he sends really, him out. Really, one of my favorites. One yeah. of the one of the children. Which one was it? Um, God, I can never remember these dudes' names. Okay, so I, I think <laughs> we got Cole Obsidian, Ebony Ma, Proxima yeah. Midnight, and Corvus Glaive. Those are there all the go. children of Thanos. And I think it was Corvus Glaive that stabs Heimdall, which was right yeah, there. I You're like, oh shit, they're really gonna so kill this is people. Total here. side note. Yeah, side note, just for me, I'm probably going to get the pop vinyl of that one only. I have two Thanos pops, and the only child of Thanos that I'll probably get is the guy with the staff. He was really cool. Okay. The rest of them, I felt, were a little bit generic, which is necessary in a superhero supervillain movie, so I'm fine with that. Yeah. But that character was really well done. Um, the way he moved was very creepy for him to be a match for Vision. Well, injured Vision and... Things yeah. like that, you know, uh, he was just really cool. That's all personal opinion, but I think, uh, and we'll we'll break him down a little bit more later. But I think Ebony Ma was my favorite. Um, he was really well done as well. I did I did like him a lot. This this movie really reminded me of a video game where, you know, a uh, terrible thing happens at the beginning of the game, and then you have a certain amount of bosses to fight before you get to the final boss. <laughs> I feel like so the, through the watched, you know, <laughs> yeah. When I watched the first Avengers movie, I had that feeling of. I, that actual feeling of being a kid and watching Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, yeah, for um, sure. The second Avengers, I really enjoyed, but I didn't get that same sort of feeling. Mm-hmm. This one, I definitely got that. It I was, agree. I mean, it was like watching X-Men cartoons in the 90s and Batman. I mean, it was just the best of everything from and the, oh when man. we were kids and the effects were absorb so these stories the first time. The effects were so good. I mean, the, everything about this movie was, was amazing. Um they spent a ton of money on it, so you know it should have looked good, and it should have given us those feels. I think the score itself gave me a lot of good feels. Well, and it was surprising. Like you could sort of realize at some point that the only piece of music you recognize from the whole franchise is that Avengers theme. None of them really have their well, other th- the other right. than the Black Panther theme, I think. But like um, Thor had the his Avengers own theme, theme too. Is the only really recognizable song, I think. I guess yeah, that's from the true. Whole thing. And I mean, they, they actually not, I don't want to listen to more ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really liked the inclusion of the music in Thor Ragnarok. That was yeah, that was good. I also yep. liked the use of Guardians style music to reintroduce them in the beginning of yep, the movie. That, that was, was really that was cool. great. I, uh, I I liked at the at the end when Thanos comes into Wakanda and that just fucking dark, uh, foreboding music, you know and. We'll obviously the get to that point later, but it's just, oh my God, it was, and it was, you know, in like a minor key or something. So it's all sad and shit, but it was, it was the, yeah, it was like the sad Anakin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was, it was so good. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, back to, back to the, the ship. They're on the ship and back to the first fucking five minutes. I know we're, we're already trailing <laughs> off, but this is going to happen because there's so much to unpack in this movie. We, we might actually do a, a a two-parter on this so I can yeah, it might go be the see it again and then <laughs> yeah um but no so so we're on the ship and Hulk just gets launched off uh by Heimdall and Heimdall gets killed and then Loki hands over the tesseract and then decides that he's going to try and become a hero 
and it's you know, God, Thanos already beat the shit out of Hulk. He's already got mm, two stones. Yeah. And he was and he was really trying hard to be some sort of hero. I think he was building off of Ragnarok again, where he's like, right, I can exactly. save everything, and and he you know he tries to pull his little trickster shit, and he gets choked to death like that it was one of the most brutal kills of this entire movie and it really set set the tone for what's going to happen for the next yeah. two and a half hours you know and it, it was well because you knew brutal were going to die but you didn't think they would do it like right there right immediately yeah and it was i snapped quick. my fingers no pun intended but oh, yeah. yeah that was one of those things like i was like oh okay they are not messing They're around yeah this is how it's gonna be all right so and and you know it was great and i think the scene right after that was hulk falling into dr strange's sanctum sanctorum or whatever you call it and starts so i would like to preface the next section of movie by saying that after this one this definitely solidifies dr strange as like maybe a number two or three favorite avenger for me oh man he was fantastic in this movie he was amazing um but yes go ahead it's yeah so so we're back in the back in new york and um hulk or i guess it's bruce banner now because hulk yep goes back into bruce banner and interesting note here i feel like maybe now that i'm talking about it i feel like maybe hulk uh, as a separate entity, his ego was bruised. He was he was basically just manhandled. I by think Thanos. he was scared as fuck. Right. I think he and was that's just why scared. Hulk didn't want to come out anymore. Yep. So for like the rest of the movie, for you the rest of the movie, he has that conflict where he can't get Hulk to come out and do yep. anything. You never you never see Hulk again. I guess you see his face a couple times. There's one scene where, you know, it's in the big battle and Bruce is like, I could really use you right now, and and you just and see face Hulk's comes face to just to say no. Yep. He just goes no and goes back out and. I really think that Thanos just scared him, and he was like, I, "I, he's the one guy I can't beat." He's like, "I was just the champion of a planet, and this guy, I can't beat this guy." But anyway, so <laughs> back to New York. Um, this is where we get introduced to Doctor Strange, uh, Hulk, uh, Bruce Banner, Iron Man, and Peter Parker. Basically, um, Hulk warns Doctor Strange about what's going to happen. Doctor Strange teleports over to where Tony Stark is, says, which this is an also a super cool moment that I believe was taken from the comics, if I remember right. Doctor Strange just shows up in Central Park to uh, Iron Man, and he's like, Tony Stark, you need to come with me. Which I, I thought was fucking awesome. That was such a good way to just, who, who are you? Who's this guy? You know? Yeah. Um, and the banter <laughs> between them at the beginning was fucking incredible. I would say the dialogue throughout was utilized really well to sort of add moments of levity that weren't like, oh, my God, the whole universe is ending and I can't look away. But they, yeah. they had a lot of true-to-character dialogue. There wasn't anything that felt, like, yeah. too out of place to me, I don't think. I, I loved when Doctor Strange called Iron Man a douchebag. Yeah, <laughs> because he did it in a way that wasn't like, this is my opinion. He was like... The fact is, I do this. Another fact is that you are a douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> like so good. It wasn't in his opinion. It was just <laughs> true. Yeah. Fact of life. Yeah. Um, so now they're they're all discussing what's going on, and Tony Stark is like, I need to call Captain America, which is... <sighs> I'm kind of sad that Cap Captain America and Iron Man didn't see each other through the entire movie. Well... They didn't I even talk to each other. But, I, th I mean, obviously, that... that leaves for a way better 
four. Add some emotional weight when they do meet back up, and oh yeah, you know, Bucky is gone, but <sighs> so is Peter. <sighs> so it, it's gonna be like, yo man, we both effed up really hard. Um, I will point out. So, <laughs> spoiler: a bunch of characters die. <laughs> oh yes. Um, the characters that don't die are the original Avengers. Yep. I'm just pointing that out. I so I have that <laughs> in my notes actually. Um, that the the only characters to live through this movie are the the OG ones, the one from the first movie, and yep. it's I think it's really cool that they're gonna end it all, end this whole first book, as Kevin Feige says, on that note with that team. Really excited about that. But anyway, yep. um, we'll get into the theories about that w- like in two hours or whatever, <laughs> yeah. yeah, or next week maybe. <laughs> But uh, where were we? Uh, back on the th- they're talking, talking, and yeah, Iron Man's like, okay, it's time. I need to call Captain America. And as soon as he decides to call Captain America, the Q ship shows up out of out of space, and and I, I guess you don't even see the ship at first. You just see people in the streets like running and screaming. Yeah, they're like running from the effect of it. It's it kicking up all the trash and stuff in New York City. Yeah, which like there is apparently a ton, <laughs> and they're um, yeah. <laughs> everybody you know is looking at this giant thing like. That's sort of similar to that other giant thing that almost killed us, f- you know, ten years back, or you know, when it was that right. ten years ago was the first Avengers. Uh, no, no, ten years ago was the first Iron Man. Yeah, so what, Avengers came out in two thousand twelve, so yeah, so, so six yeah, years ago. Six years ago. So I mean, it, it, you know, everybody in New York is like, okay, we don't question things in the sky anymore. We just start running and hope right. that other <laughs> people take care of it, which yeah. naturally they do. Well, they try. Um, uh, to <laughs> me, yeah, I, I really liked that there was no sense of like, okay, here's our plan. Let's go do this for that group of characters. It was like, oh shit, we have to react now. Yeah, they um, had they had no time I don't to know, do anything. Kill that ship, I guess. We'll go kill the ship. Yeah, that's, that's all we've got. Like, uh, uh, I, it was it was very frantic, and that I feel like it was a little more believable to have Spider-Man stow away in a situation like that because everybody's right. stress level would be maxed out. They wouldn't be paying attention. Um, he yeah, did point out to Tony that the suit is very intuitive and maybe the suit did some of the work there. So Well, but even before um, that, because he, he was in his original suit when he first came back. The, they, he, he, uh, I believe they were fighting in the park and one of the children of Thanos throws like a car at someone. And here, and Spider-Man just swoops in and saves right. whoever it was, and he's oh, like, "Hey, so Mr. Stark, <laughs> it's me," or whatever. That, um, well, which I thought was almost the exact same line as "Hey, everyone," but um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was funny when Wong saved that he like put a portal in front of Tony and saved him from something, and then right before Tony left, he went, "Wong, you're invited to my wedding," and then yeah. blasted off. <laughs> yeah, like that was awesome. really well done. <laughs> yeah. So, so after that, that little battle, you know, you got. People are introduced. Spider-Man tries to go. Oh, <laughs> another favorite line. Um, I Spider-Man's like, "Hey, Tony, what's going on? What what are we up against?" And he's like, "He's like, space aliens came down to steal a wizard's necklace." <laughs> right. <laughs> like, he's like, "That's the wizard. Go get him." Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "I'm on okay. it." And so he, so he, you know, swings up to the ship, and the ship's obviously, basically, after this battle, Ebony Maw has Doctor Strange in like a spell and takes him up to his ship, and so. Strange is captured, and Spider-Man goes to try and save him, and he gets caught on the ship, which is now blasting well, off Iron into Man space. Goes to save him, and then Spider-Man stows away, following. Well, Iron Man. sure, but 
I think Spider-Man was on the ship first because when he's on oh, the you're ship, right, you're he's, right. Yes, he's, Spider-Man is on the ship first, he's, and then Iron Man realizes it and yeah, goes after him and, he, and brings a brand new suit for Right, Peter. and he's like, here's a suit for you. He throws the, the nanotechnology, which we didn't even talk about that. Iron Man's suit was fucking awesome. Just showing up. Out of, I loved that effect of the, I do really the like nanotechnology. That not, yeah, and I like the time that they're not showing me him tinkering on all these new suits. It's just like yeah. every time you see him, he's ten more models ahead. So right. that's cool. Yeah. Like I'm fine with that. Um <laughs> and so that that being said, with his new armor, he's you know, he's running up to save Peter who's now running out of oxygen because he's leaving the atmosphere. And he's like, Here, take the suit, this will probably help you. And he uh Spider Man puts on the iron spider suit and it wraps it and he's like, Oh cool, thanks. And then what what did he say? He said something to the computer that he says uh now take him back home or something yeah what's the computer's new name i can't remember friday friday he goes friday send him home and he goes oh you gotta be kidding me because yeah. his parachute comes out of his suit yep, yep. And he blasts off again back down to earth and the, or so we think right and then iron man you know stealths his way into the ship of ebony maw yep who has dr strange suspended and he is not going to kill him because that would not that would make the spell around his necklace unbreakable so he says something right. to the effect of, I'm just going to make you wish you were dead and you'll be in so much pain that you'll totally just give me what I ask for. And so Tony goes there to save him. Spider-Man, we think, gets knocked off the ship. But well, at the, at the very end of that away. scene, you see Spider-Man stuck or on the ship and he like cr- crawls into the ship. And then, it, right. and then it flashes to the Guardians of the Galaxy, I believe, which uh, this was... Also, one no, no, it, it, it flashes over to uh, Scarlet Witch and Vision. And they're living in Scotland. Well, they're visiting in Scotland. Did you did you catch that? Because right. they're, they're like trying to be incognito about the they're fact that they're... meeting up in Scotland, yeah. Right, they're in a relationship now, and they're trying to like not let anybody know. Well, basically because Vision is on the wrong side. After Civil War, Vision right, so is supposed to be... he's being hunted. He's wanted still. Yep, yep. So Scarlet Witch and Vision are talking, and like... This is one of the biggest oh shit moments for me because the other two children of Thanos just show up out of nowhere. They're they're about to yeah, leave. Like mid sentence for vision. Yeah, and, <laughs> and he was like saying this big old sweet speech and shit and like all of a sudden the spear just goes straight straight through his chest and you're like, Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> this yeah, is real. Stabbed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I really liked how they showed um obviously they got away from it because Scarlet Witch has sweet powers and they, she got him, which basically knocked the, the dudes away from Vision and then fixed Vision. And as she's fixing Vision with her powers, um, Captain America shows up, which this is my favorite character introduction. Behind the train. Y- yeah, you see the train. In silhouette. Yep. And then and then he's just the, the black silhouette I shadow. Mean, challenger approaches. Exactly. So funny. <laughs> Captain and, uh, America. And uh, what is it? Which who? Proxima Midnight throws her giant ass spear at him, and he just catches it. And then out of nowhere comes Falcon and Black Widow. And Blonde they Widow. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Blonde Widow, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but they, you know, they, um, they kind of defeat them, and they put them down um, pretty quick. It's more of like a teamwork, uh, yeah, type thing where they've got all their weapons from them, and they have the advantage. Yep. And and once Vision is healed, of, we're not going to kill you. And Proxima Midnight says you'll never get another chance. Yep. And then they beam out. 
Yep. And it's like, and that okay, was everybody's reunited, but this dude is still injured. And yeah, it's it's still very intense, but it was a good moment of ass kicking from those three. Yeah. Especially because they were essentially just super powered humans that don't really do much other than hand to hand combat. Right. Now. Oh, my God. And then uh, I think right at the end of that scene, after that whole battle is done, which God, I uh, I loved it. I I love all of the <laughs> different team ups in this movie. Every different, I mean, Group of characters. Yeah, and once once we get down to these first couple scene breakdowns, I, I we'll talk more about those. But, um, I think right now is when Captain America gets the phone call from Bruce, right? And um, or no, 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 yeah, no. he had already gotten it, and they went right. to say they went to go get Scarlet Witch and Vision to take them. With Captain America because says they heard from Bruce. Yep, yeah. and Captain America says we're going back home. So, which was super cool. You see that, I call them, I th- I really feel like they were kind of the secret Avengers, in a way. Yeah, I mean, th- that's what, th- that's basically the mantle that they had. They just never named themselves. Right. Because it wasn't, there was no time for that. Because that team, it's, it seemed like it was a team, right? Like, uh, it was uh, Black Widow, Captain America, Falcon, and was it Vision or Scarlet Witch? Which one was on, it must have been Scarlet Witch on their side. And then vision. I'm not 100%. Th- so that was the first thing I did after this movie when I got home. I have the, um, it's called the Marvel Chronicle. Okay. And it's like the first uh, 80 years of Marvel history, year by year or something. I think it's 80 okay. years or something okay. like that. But the last year covered in the book is 2008. And at the very bottom of the page, there's a tiny little footnote that says, Iron Man's going to make his debut in May of 2008 <laughs> and everything will be cool. And it's so it was like That's immediate cool. nostalgia moment where yeah. I was like, wow, this is this is really cool. But yeah, so the book has all kinds of official art and flashback okay. pieces and things like that. So on my Instagram, the real Jesse Bailey, I posted <laughs> a inked photo that comes with the Chronicle and it has Thor in the center of it and then like 80 characters behind him. Oh, like I did see that. That was the air. it was yeah. pretty cool, yeah. So that's from my Marvel Chronicle book. That's not a photo that I uploaded. That's actually a photo that I took and then uploaded. It wasn't like a right. like moved over there or anything. But right. That so I immediately started reading through that book to find all the pieces of, you know, okay, Infinity War was first mentioned sort of like in the late 70s with the Thanos character and mm. you know all that stuff and one of the things that I was looking through was, you know, the new Avengers, the secret Avengers, the West Coast Avengers, there's Great Lakes Avengers. There's, there's yeah, there's so a bunch of them. So many kinds of Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> and it just... But, yeah, I think specifically they would, if they were going to do one of those teams officially, they would definitely name it. But I know what you mean, like the, the feel of, okay, just here's them the covert show- Avengers. Yeah, here's showing the up to... Avengers, here's the cosmic Avengers, you know, things like that. Yeah. I, I really... categorized really well. And I, I really like the, just... Um, Captain America's just he doesn't he's like I'm I'm here to save the day you know and even though Vision is there and he Vision signed the accords and you know they're supposed to be not on good terms like he basically went there to get Scarlet Witch and then Vision just happened to be there and he's like we got to go back home because I got a crazy call from Bruce and uh, and I just I I don't know. I, I don't know where I was going with that. I just loved it. So they have <laughs> basically it. they have this giant meeting where they're like, you know, this is what's happening. What should we do? And Vision goes, you know, well, I should probably just self destruct because that will, you know, we can have uh, well, Scarlet wait, Witch destroy let's, the stone. Let's talk and, about this know. meeting first, really quick, because this is a really cool scene too. Um, you got War Machine. Basically, Captain America flies everyone from Scotland to the new Avengers base, which is upstate New York or whatever. 
and in the stolen Quinjet that they have from Civil War. And they they fly up there and they meet with uh, War Machine, who now has prosthetic legs. He's he's able to walk again um, after he was paralyzed from Civil War. And then well, I mean you don't leave an actor like Don Cheadle on the table. <laughs> yeah. But then you got he's talking to uh, the general. Um, th- the second that Captain America walks in, he, the general like sees him on like their their uh, Star Wars hollow, hollow group. Yeah, <laughs> and like Star Trek, keep your shit straight. Well, Star Star <laughs> Wars had the the hologram yeah, stuff too. Yeah, they did. They did enough Star Wars. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so they walk in, and general the general whatever his name is, he's like he's like oh general generic character. Yeah, well, he's kind of a it's Thaddeus I Ross, mean, Secretary of State Thaddeus Ross. Yeah, I mean he's a, a recognizable actor, but he's not sure. Who cares? He was he was big in I I think he was big in the Hulk <laughs> comics. Um, but anyway, he's he looks at Captain America and he's like, "You guys are you know in a lot of trouble." And War Machine, you better bring him in for to detain or to detain them and bring him in for questioning. Blah blah blah. And basically, War Machine just hangs up on him. He's like, "Yeah, whatever, dude. We got." bigger things to worry about he's like all right i'll do that click <laughs> yeah <laughs> which i thought that was cool because these these heroes are realizing that like there's something bigger at stake Government here isn't than gonna matter yeah. yeah the propriety of what we're about to do isn't gonna matter if we don't do something yep and then uh and then this is where bruce finds out about civil war because bruce is sitting there talking with war machine and and then they you know they kind of come in and Bruce comes out of the shadows and he's like, "Hey guys!" He's all timid and scared and shit, and explains everything. And uh, and then that's kind of when they jump on board for for what they got to do. Um, I believe that's when War Machine calls Wakanda, and they're like, "Yeah, we're so gonna we're gonna go meet up with these guys and see what's up." Well, what happens is um, Vision goes, "Okay, I have an Infinity Stone in my head. That's what he's looking for. So that's right. What that's right. I should do is self destruct and then." Uh, Scarlet Witch can destroy this Infinity Stone with her chaos magic or, you know, probability altering matrix, whatever you want to call right. it. Um, she can destroy the stone and then everything should be fine, which seems like a pretty reasonable plan from a pure logic perspective. Which the is Vulcan exactly what was very proud of. That's him. what Vision um, is, though, is just the, the right. logical. So this point, um, Captain America says, you know, we don't trade lives. So yep. it's not it's not a one for millions thing. It's we just don't we don't trade uh, lives, which was so a, a cool because that that, that line is brought back later, and I fucking love it. Yeah, very well done. Um, but it was important too because they were you know sort of on that opposite side. So it was like they're gonna have you know a moment where they're like, yeah, I still respect you though, type of a thing. Right, right. And that that's right because because then Scarlet <coughs> Witch is like, no, there has to be another way that we can do this. And right, so War Machine is like, I might know a guy. Yeah, we can go to Wakanda where they have super smart scientists mm-hmm. and, you know, it's a hidden place and it's, it's totally yep. cool. We'll be safe there. It's a good idea. Um, I will point out that as soon as I heard those drums, I was like, Wakanda forever. Yeah. I was really excited to go I back to Wakanda It's funny because I actually didn't see Black Panther. That's the one. What? I know. What? I know. I didn't get a chance to see it, man. All right. Turn off the podcast right <laughs> now, Josh. The rest of this is spoilers for you. I, I feel like. So. I, I but, but the thing is, is I you know, read things about it before I went into this movie. I wanted to be caught up, and so I, don't I, know, man. I did spoil had some really cool lines. I'm gonna like see it. Thing. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I would recommend doing that really, really soon. Yeah, but it, so from my perspective of somebody who did see the Black Panther, 
I was really glad to go back there um, even so quickly after that movie because that was only like a month or two ago, I think. But um, yep. I w- it was really all that was still fresh in my head. Um, I still remembered all the characters, even the little ancillary characters. Mabaku continues to be really well done. I really like that actor. He's doing a great job. Um, and Okoye I did a really good job. His little sister, I think her name is Nakia, she did a really good job. Mm-hmm. The 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 scene where she's trying to perform microsurgery really fast where there's bad guys storming down the hall, that was so intense. Yeah. Like, I really appreciated that scene. I cannot. Um, she yeah, seems to be oh man. Yeah. one of the characters that lived. She was sort of knocked out of frame and then not referred to anymore, so I'm hoping she's still around. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that whole last scene. That's going to be the biggest thing to break down is that last scene. Yeah. Um, I think b- – uh, let's see, wh- where were we? we were just, they were just in the base – I think right after that is now you get the Guardians of the Galaxy before you get to the drums in the Wakanda. I'm sorry, I cut you off about the Black Panther thing, though, didn't I? No, no, you're good. So they run into Thor out in space. Um, They're receiving a distress signal, which presumably is from the ship that Thor and Loki were on. Oh, but it's so Guardians of the Galaxy. (laughs) It's so Guardians of the Galaxy-esque, though, where they're just flying there, and, and it just shows them listening to this music and, like, singing along, and Groot's playing a video game, which I believe was in the trailers at some point. And you know, Rocket's just talking shit. And <laughs> I, I, uh, they, I, I think it was Rocket that actually asked him. He's like, "What are we doing? Why are we flying over here?" And Quill is like, "Oh, we got a distress signal, so we're gonna go check it out." And yeah, like you said, space travel. Number one rule of space travel: always answer distress signals. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, there's a bunch of free shit and some dead aliens. <laughs> yeah, so I'll good. take those odds every time. <laughs> Loved it. Um, <laughs> I love the. Groot's playing that old 80s like arcade handheld thing and Peter okay, so he's <laughs> like he's like can you turn that thing off please and gets all smart ass about it. Second of a thousand it. of these asides by me there is an exclusive pop vinyl of Groot <laughs> playing a video game coming to Hot Topic that I will probably <laughs> oh, buy. That's awesome. No, I loved his uh I just loved his response that yeah, I am Groot and everyone's like whoa language. <laughs> um yeah, so so then they they get to this distress signal, which is from the Asgardian ship, and they're kind of awestruck about all the bodies floating around in space and like what's going on, and then all of a sudden Thor just like smacks against the window, and you know if anyone saw, I I did see this is the one spoiler scene that I saw like a couple months ago. Um, yeah, so this and it's was him released. On the yeah, it was like a Comic Con or yeah, something yeah. At it's some like get him off, get him off. But, it, yeah, there was some sort of leak a few months back where um, y- you saw him hit the windshield and open his eyes, and that was kind of the end of it. But yeah. they also had, obviously, the scene in the trailer where he's asking who they are, and they just sort of stand there like, we're the smiling characters. Yeah, you know, which like I liked I liked how they changed that from the trailer to a, it was a different shot altogether. There were a couple of things that they changed oh, from the trailer. I um, loved it. The first it. thing I noticed was that um, Thanos did not speak that line about fun. Being something no. one considers when balancing the universe. No, so, theory and possible question, maybe that's a line from the second half of this it movie. It very well could be. Um, there's probably a couple things that, a couple little lines that we didn't notice that are from that. But, uh, oh yeah, but, um, so yeah, Thor's on the ship now. He wake, uh, 
I love the 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 banter again with these teams, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So I just yeah, keep going. basically, Thor wakes up, and then him and Star Lord have a who's the better Chris well, off. But even before, it's really, really good. Even before he wakes <laughs> up, like he's like, "Who is this dude?" And Drax is like, "This is no dude. This is a man." This is a man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, "You're a dude." <laughs> <laughs> and the, I love that joke throughout the whole movie about Chris, they were making fun of Chris Pratt for being like fat. And right. like gaining weight and like <laughs> just not being You're as hot as away Thor, from like <laughs> yeah. And uh, so yeah. Anyway, <laughs> after they have a little banter, um, Thor uh, Mantis wakes up Thor and comes out all frantic and shit. And he's just like, "Who are you guys?" And they kind of explain who they are. And then uh, Thor is talking about what happened on the ship with Thanos. And then Gamora steps up and you finally kind of get an insight on what Thor's or Thanos is doing and why he's doing it. She kind right. of explains the story and um, how she became his daughter. She's not his biological daughter. Yep. She's more of a child that he was like this. Oh, you know, I'm just going to keep you. I think that was random assortment of people. I think that was the flashback part too, where they show yes. Thanos <laughs> taking over Gamora's homeworld, and which dude, that was brutal too, man. Like, Oh he yeah. he takes he takes Gamora like down. You see it in the trailer. He's taking her down. Like there's just this like hallway of uh, uh, soldiers there, and he's like walking down to the what do you call it? Uh, They're in a bench. giant courtyard. Courtyard. And they have there a it bunch is. of soldiers in formation in a line, yes. holding off civilians. And then he starts explaining something to her about balance, and he's using a knife the, that's yeah. perfectly balanced and as then, a metaphor. And then you realize and then he's he just killing distracting her. Yeah, and and you hear uh, you hear in the background, you're like, "All right, say your last prayers" or something like that. And then she turns to look, and he sort of just you know nudges grabs her, her head chin back and turns yeah. her back around. And is like, "No, no, look at this thing. Uh, I'm explaining something to you." So he knows that he got her early enough. You know, she can be molded. She yep. can be yep. you know sort of made to be a weapon. But which it's also clear I think that she's gonna keep harboring that hate for him forever. Oh, for sure. And I think at that point is when he realized that he could take her as a daughter and kind of like right. got that connection, yeah. which we'll obviously get into in a little bit. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I, I liked that scene. It was, it was just brutal showing how brutal that guy can be. And it's explaining how Thanos basically wants to balance the universe um, by wiping out half of all the living beings. That's his because whole goal for this, for yeah, getting he actually stones. campaigned under the same promises on his own homeworld, and it worked. So yep. he figures, which he I'll does just get do into. He does yeah. explain that later on to to Tony and, and Doctor Strange. He with the reality stone, which was oh, also cool. God, so this, really this quickly, podcast is going to go forever, dude. Yeah, really quickly <laughs> before we go anywhere else with the plot, um, an interesting point that my girlfriend pointed out was that Thanos was a much more sympathetic villain than yeah. she expected him to be. For and real. Especially in contrast to the villain from Guardians of the Galaxy 2, where Peter Quill's father's plan was to be everyone. Like, oh, yeah. What? <laughs> like, yeah. Or, or the only one or something. I mean, it was, it was basically like, I just want to exist by myself forever. Yeah. Which she's like, you know, that seems kind of boring. Thanos <laughs> thing at least makes sense. Like, he's, you know, trying to keep some people alive i guess well what he's because he see he saw on his planet um that there it was overpopulated and he i love his like explanation too because he goes and he's like you know i talked to the leaders and the elders and 
I explained that I have a, s- a solution to this. If we just wipe out half of our population, doesn't matter who it is, poor people, rich people, doesn't matter. Just wipe them out. Um, we'll, we'll be able to save our planet. And obviously they don't agree with him, so his, his planet Titan just gets wiped out and his, his race becomes extinct, I believe. Um, and well so that's what... Him. Right, and that's what sets him on this path to... Basically, he's trying to, in his eyes, he's trying to save the universe by... Well, half of it. Well, but he's trying to save it from being destroyed by overpopulation is, is kind of how he explains it. Which is an interesting direction. Um, I think, so here's my guess, is that because the Fantastic Four rights also contain Silver Surfer rights, which also generally contain Galactus rights, I'm thinking maybe those rights also include the personifications of death and eternity and things like that. Although Peter did mention eternity in Guardians 2, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and there were also... His eyes went all black and he went eternity. Yeah. But, um, (coughs) so originally Thanos is in love with death like the personification of death and that's why he's doing this he's trying to impress her right so Mm. they've they've clearly not used that for (coughs) his motivation this time um but they although they did use kind of death's like character in a way like the image of that right we'll definitely explain that really well (laughs) yeah we'll get to that but it was interesting to have more of a I i wouldn't really call it philosophical reason but to have a slightly better explained reason than he loves the personification of death. Yeah, I thought that was an I interesting choice, and I think it worked out well. I think it's just a little more logical in the words of a Vulcan, I guess. Like it's, It right. makes more sense for him to want to, in his it's eyes— It's more understandable. Yeah, in his eyes, he's thinking he's saving everyone, but everyone else is like, wait a minute, we're all half of us are going to fucking die, so— Yeah, and then what are we going to avenge? Like, it's in our name, dude, so— <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it was I did I do agree with that though that it, he was very sympathetic in in a lot of different ways. Um and I loved it. I loved the character. I don't think I don't think Josh Brolin's Cable is going to be better than this guy. <laughs> There's no way. <laughs> so is he playing both? He's pl- yeah? he's playing him in. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Super cool. Um So where God, where are we at now? Um we just got uh, off of so yeah, so where we are at is uh, Thor is with the Guardians, and oh yeah, Gamora is explaining everything. Explains what's up? Yep, yep. And, and then Thor basically picards the situation, takes command of their ship, yeah, and he's like, yeah. "All right, here's the plan. I'm going to do this. I'm going to take this guy with me, and this guy, you two, or the rest of you, three or four, go do this. Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll meet back up at a dead Thanos, and everything will be cool." I think he said uh, he needed. To, he said he needed to go make a new weapon because it was the only thing that could defeat Thanos, and then. Because uh, his sister crushed his hammer in Ragnarok. Yeah, oh, I love I love that thing too. Where he's like, he's like, yeah, my, my dad just passed away. My my sister cr- crushed my hammer, and so I had to kill uh, her. Yeah, <laughs> so I had to kill her. And I just met her. I I didn't even know I had her. <laughs> and he's like, and, and my brother just just died. He just got killed by Thanos, and and then who is it? Rocket. He's like, do you have a mother? I got personal stuff too. He's like, do you have a mom? And Thor's like, oh, no, she got murdered by, by Dark Elves a, f- a few years back. And he's like, jeez. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but that also... But, but it's all right. I I love that, though, because then that gives Thor, like, his whole his whole race got wiped out. That gives him nothing to lose. 
and th- I think that I drives him out, so much in this. And with he does such a great job. The, uh, the actor, Chris Hemsworth, oh. does a great job with this character. So it's good. difficult, I think, to portray a godlike character and have them seem vulnerable and accessible to a normal person. So right. that was really well done on his part. Ugh. Bravo, Chris Hemsworth. Yes, yes, clap, clap. Um, but yeah, I just just he- and hearing that, I love... Uh, I love this movie so much, but <laughs> just some tiny lines by some characters really drive their character plot forward. And it's not even it's not even like they have to go through this huge explanation. It's just like that scene where Thor is explaining everything that he's lost really fucking you just know why he does everything else he does for the rest of the movie. And it's so yeah. fu- it's so fantastic. Um so then yeah, so he, he like you said, he picards the situation. He takes Groot and Rocket to this planet that Rocket, he's like, I've no, no one's ever been there. It's a mythical planet, blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, uh, they, they set off in the pod from the Milano. Is that what it's called? The Milano? The Milano, yeah. It was like an escape pod or whatever. Star-Lord's boat. Yeah. And I think the... Eh, it doesn't matter. But anyway, so then uh, <laughs> he, t- he tells Star-Lord and them to meet on Titan. Wasn't yes, it Titan? Yes, which is... Thanos' old homeworld. Yes, they were gonna just take the take the battle to him and meet on Titan. Um, so good. Now, s- scene that's done. Next, next we're back to uh, the ship with uh, Tony Stark, and he's kind of looking in on um, Ebony Ma talking to Doctor Strange. This is the, in the trailers. You see the him kind of hanging there and all the needles pointing at him and shit and. They're like, yeah, they're like reality needles or something. Or they're developed for microsurgery, but yeah. Oh, that shit was um, crazy. I could just. I would also ugh. like to point out Ebony Ma, maybe one of the least creative character names ever. It translates to black mouth, like this <laughs> guy is the mouth of Thanos, <laughs> which is basically the mouth of Sauron. I'm just pointing that that's, out. Anyways, that's go ahead. That's so funny. Um, I, li- <laughs> I liked him, and I loved that. He was really well done. It's just a dumb name. Yeah. <laughs> I Yeah. Um, but he's basically wasn't he explaining what's going on to Doctor Strange, and he went to go he went to go try and grab the, the time, the necklace and it. Oh no no he tried to grab the necklace on Earth and it burned his hand. That's why he kidnapped him. Right. Um. So now he's just trying to basically torture him till he spills it. Till he gives it up because yeah. if he kills him he can't break the spell. Right. Because there's an unbreakable <coughs> spell on this. Which fuck. God damn it, Doctor Strange, you're so smart. Seriously. Just change his name to Doctor Cool for the first <laughs> one. I'd <laughs> yeah, be fine with that. My God, he was so good. And you know his his uh, his first movie, like it was fine. But oh, I, I really liked I, the I first mean, Doctor Strange. I, it just I, I liked so it, but it wasn't my favorite. I, but now seeing him in this one, it's ju- I I just I I love him now, and I want to go back well, and watch going that movie. Hugely tangential into that movie. The thing that I really appreciated about that was that the character is smart, so it makes sense that once he figures out that he has powers, he's just like, oh, okay, well, then I can use them at will now. I know what I'm <laughs> yeah. doing. I'm not an idiot. Right. I have you know infinity time to study it because I can sort of live in a t- space between time. Like yep. he, did, he did so well. I really enjoyed the first Doctor Strange. This makes me really excited for a potential Doctor Strange sequel or maybe um, – you know, an, a team up with Doctor Strange and some other characters, but yes. Anyways, yeah, we're on the ship. They're trying to get Doctor Strange yep. to hand over the necklace. Yep. And then Tony Stark uh, is, is hanging out above them, and Peter flies in. He's like, "Hey, man, <laughs> how's it going?" My bad. And Tony, you know, gets all hey pissed everyone. and blah blah blah, and he's like, "All right, fine, you can help me do this." And so 
Then there's a little bit of a scuffle, if you may. Um, it's a uh, really cool action scene. Um, and Ebony Ma is basically a Sith Lord. He has yes. this, like powers that yes. are, you know, I, love it. I can make things float. I can do whatever I want. Yeah. It's not explained, but I can do it. He's like the 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 Black Wizard or some some crazy shit. But um, I love that Tony Stark called him Squidward at that point. Was it actually I think he called him <laughs> Squidward in New York. Yeah, when they were in New York, yeah. Ebony Ma was explaining, you know, I'm the herald of Thanos. He didn't say that, but I was pretending that it was Galactus and Silver Surfer. Oh, Anyways, okay. um, he was like, you know, he was on like a, a monologue. And Tony yeah, Stark was like, be like really right, happy. Shut up, you're gonna die, and then Thanos will be here, and everyone will be half dead, and it'll be great. And Tony's like, look, Squidward, and yeah. the entire theater laughed. It was really yeah. well done. He is kind of a floppy <laughs> face. He sort of looks like Zoidberg <laughs> too, actually. Yeah. It was it was great that they pointed that out because in the rest of the movie I'm like ah oh, Squidward, <laughs> um, but well the rest of the time I guess that he has on screen because in this scene he gets sucked out into space, which I thought was pretty cool because his facial expression when he's floating through space was pretty tight. Um, this is also the first scene where uh, the Iron Spider suits extra legs pop Sprouts out. Sprouts legs, yeah, which yeah. they never showed that in the trailers. There are scenes that are in the trailers, but they didn't. Right. They d they took those legs out of it for everything, which is, I mean, they're brilliant. Um, actually, they're so it brilliant. doesn't look like they took it out of anything. It looks like they just didn't show you any of the scenes where the legs were out. Um, well, in the trailer. Okay, I I will say that that scene where he's flying through all the debris, he's in that scene. He's got all of his legs out in the movie. He's got all of his oh, legs yeah. out, and he's throwing Mantis through the air and like catching her. Repeatedly catching her, yeah. Yeah, and they in the trailer it was just him floating, uh, flying through all the debris. Oh yeah, I'll have to double check that. That sounds like I mean that's definitely something they would do. And um, that's what I'm I saying. Like they're so brilliant about these things. That last shot well, of of all of the Avengers running in Wakanda that has Hulk right. in that shot. Hulk never shows back up in this movie. Yeah, he wasn't in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, I think part of that was to avoid spoilers so that people wouldn't be like, yeah. know, here's the whole movie and immediately. And, and complete yeah, misdirect. Yeah, it was really well done. <laughs> um, I think this will be my third. <laughs> well, if you count the intro, this will be the fourth one. But this is the third pop vinyl note. There will be an Iron Spider with extra legs coming oh, out. Oh, that's I think cool. It's a Walgreens exclusive, so that's I'll cool. probably have to buy that too. Yeah, but so yeah, this is the first scene where those pop out because Doctor Strange, they, they like, they blow up a side of the ship and... Uh, uh, Ebony Maw gets sucked out, and then Doctor Strange is flying out as well because he's still in this like cage or whatever. And Spider Man catches it. Tony freezes it closed, or liquid metals yeah, it closed, or as, something. Yeah, <laughs> as he's holding him in there with his spider legs, which people in the theater that I was in cheered, which was, I mean, I I was one of those people too. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> oh, I had a, I there mean, were a couple cheers in the audience today as well. There was, oh man, it was it was a lot of fun because I it was in a packed house and uh, oh yeah, people were cheering. The end of the movie, there was a bunch of people were like crying. Kids were crying, and like I was crying, and the nerd <laughs> next to me was crying, and like it was like you said, it was an emotional roller coaster for sure. Um, but anyway, so so they saved Doctor Strange. Everything's good now. They're starting to form a plan, um, and I think this is when basically. This is a this is one of those turning points of the movie. Okay, so um, <laughs> the they're on this ship, and the ship is already headed for Titan. Oh, the that's has already been yes, laid in. Right, it's in right. autopilot. Tony is like, "All right, let's go kick some ass." And Doctor Strange is like, "Hey, 
man, let's actually not. Let's go back to Earth where we know that there are people that can help us. Let's, yeah. you know, get everybody together. Let's avenge some stuff. Let's be smart about this. Right. And Tony's like, look, dude, we got the element of surprise. We go there. He doesn't know we're showing up. We're going to kick his ass, and it's going to be great. Right. Doctor Strange looks at him and says, okay, here's the deal. If at any point it comes down to saving you, this kid, or this Infinity Stone, I, ha- I will not hesitate to yep. let either of you die. Right. I have no problem with that. Oh, he's and such it a will be on ass. you. And Tony is like... All right, you know that's that's fine. Fine, let's go. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that was a very important point in the movie, and I think it's going to come back, maybe in the second movie, or the implications of it will come back. Yeah. I have a lot of theories. Anyways, keep going. So, and actually, we forgot to touch on something too, because this is the scene where the Guardians of the Galaxy show up. But um, before that, see, whenever Thor sent them off, he was like, "You need to go to nowhere, and get the Reality Stone from the Collector." And Which is so where the um, the Warriors three left with the collector at the end of the Dark World, Thor the Dark World, Dark World, yep. yes. And so they head over there, and you know, you know, we haven't talked about Nova yet. Um, that was a throwaway thing that I think is going to be explained in either the Nova movie or the Captain Marvel movie, maybe. Yeah, but um. Thanos basically because Xandar was decimated. Yep, Xandar was decimated, and Thanos had already had the Power Stone, which the Guardians of the Galaxy left with him. That's I think that's how he beat up the Hulk in the beginning, was because he had that stone and he, he already had that. Yeah, yeah. So they show him taking off some of his armor when he gets the first stone because he's like, oh, all right, yeah, I'm pretty close to impervious now. So yeah, um, that's anyway. So side note to get you caught up for if you forgot about that, but um. So yeah, they go to bef- before they meet up with uh, Doctor Strange. If they go to the, they go to nowhere, and they're all in in the collector's place. They're like walking through it, and like kind of you know being all slow and whatever. And I don't know if you noticed this. I noticed this, which I'm very very proud of myself for this. But when they're walking through the collector's house, there's a tube with Tobias Funke in it yes, from Arrested, from Arrested Development. Development. Yeah, I was like, um, I saw him, I was like, that's a blue guy with glasses and a mustache. Who the <laughs> fuck? I was like, oh my god! It's because There's the my Russo yeah. brothers also directed some episodes of Arrested Development. Yep, and the stair car was in the fr- was in uh, Civil War. <laughs> yeah, and they, I was, they had another one in Winter Soldier too. They had another reference in there. I can't remember what it was, but I, I just remember thinking like, there's gonna be an Arrested Development reference in here somewhere. And I got to kind of look out for it. But, oh, God, I was so proud of myself. <laughs> I'll admit I didn't catch it in the theater, but I, when I got home, I immediately looked up the list of stuff that I missed, yep. you know, and it, oh, it yeah. was on there. So Yeah, and that was on that list. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so happy right now. Because, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So but I believe, essentially, um, there's a lot of promising and dead people in this movie. So at some point, Gamora tells Star-Lord, hey, if Thanos is about to take it's, me or something, yeah, it's I right need you here. to kill me. It's right when they're walking up to the Collector. Or yeah. right, like right before they land there or something. Yeah, she's like, so if Thanos gets a hold of me, just go ahead and kill me because that will be merciful and I would appreciate that and you just swear on your dead mom. And he's like, all right, okay, that's fine. I'll do it. I so, think, I think of course, that situation I, presents itself. He meant it, though, because... Like, and and like you said, the situation presents itself. And he and did, like but I think that's that's what's cool about Star Lord is that he's so human. Like, yep. for lack of a better term, he really has true personal character struggles where he's like, you know, I gave my word, but you know, his mom at this point, 
Gamora is the only family he has left. Yeah. And Guardians 2 made a good point of, you know, showing that it's all about the family you choose and things like that. And right. he, he really was struggling with that because if she goes, then he has really no more connection to his human self because right he that you know that's all he has he was shown in the last movie that he wasn't purely human and there's you know reasons that he's not already dead and things like that so and i think one of the reasons that he was um that he was so human is because he he was in love with gamora wasn't it didn't, right didn't uh kurt russell like point that out at some point he was like you have too much compassion or something right yeah well and she so that's what she was trying to do though she was saying i need you to use your compassion to kill me, which to him was like, you know, oh, maybe she's playing warrior now or something. And he, it was one of those, like, I got to yep. say this and yep. I have to, I have to mean it. I think he did mean it when he said that well, he would. She also explains to it. him at that point, she's like, I'm the only person in the universe that knows where the soul stone is. Right. Oh, finally the fucking soul stone drop. We've been waiting for that forever. And true. I was, it was a total backhand for me. I was so surprised that she was the one to know where it was. Like we had, I was. There were so many predictions out there about the Soul Stone. Wakanda, because they had the fruit. Yeah, was, the, you know the traditional color of the Soul Stone. Heimdall. Like Heimdall was supposed yeah, to be the Soul Stone. Like there was a lot of. Um, I think my favorite one that I saw was, um, Thanos will discover that the Soul Stone is actually all the friends that he's made along the way. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that was like, funny. I read that somewhere on Reddit, and I just I lost it. <laughs> it was really well done. Whoever crafted that. So yeah, that's um, so that's the, the I think one of the first big drops of the movie is the soul stone and she's like i know where yeah. it is and if he somehow you know tries to capture me or whatever you have to kill me because then he won't ever find it which is i mean at this point the, the stakes are so high that like i think star lord realizes that that it, that if they keep him away from at least one stone he won't be able to kill the entire universe right um so he agrees and he and he does make a promise and stuff which you know in this scene actually now that i'm thinking about it this whole movie could just be retitled times that star lord screwed up <sighs> that's true so <laughs> although I mean, he as didn't we go forward you'll see that it happens again but he didn't screw up in this scene because because you know they, they walk in on thanos basically stepping on the collector being like where the fuck is this stone and and there's like a little what someone i think drax drax decides that he's gonna go He's like, F I got it. I got the drop on him. I'm going to go get him right now. And yeah. they stop him, but they end up knocking something over. And Thanos, like, he just throws the collector in a, one of his cages and goes at so them. And, like, basically, Gamora puts up a... There's here, okay. actually, um, that he already has the reality well, stone. That's, and I was going to get to that. Because, yeah, like, this whole scene, they have a little fight. And Gamora actually puts up a good fight and, like, kind of... She stabs him at this point. She puts a sword in his neck and then stabs him directly in the gut. Yeah, and you're just like, wait, what the fuck? Like, as soon as she stabbed him, though, I was like, he's already got it. Fuck. Yeah. Or he had something. He's got that or the time yep. gem, but that wouldn't make sense because yep. Strange was still on the thing. But yeah. Which it was, yeah. <laughs> it was funny it was to very see. Good, uh, very well done subversion of yeah. expectations. It was good to, see, good to see Benicio Del Toro be weird again. Magnificent. Oh, magnificent. And uh, dude, man, he just has like <laughs> five minutes in Star Wars, five yeah. minutes in Marvel movies. He gets He's paid like, so you much. Know how much money I'm making <laughs> from this? Yeah, <laughs> bastard. Um, no, 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 no. I, I don't mean that, Benicio. I, I love you. Keep, keep being in these movies, please. Um, <laughs> anyway, so now 
Thanos kind of dies off and Gamora's all crying and shit because she just killed her father and like or her father figure, even though she hated all him. Kind of standing around like that just happened. Yeah. The, uh, Star-Lord, I think, even says like, oh, that, that was easy. <laughs> Psych. Yeah. And so then all of a sudden everything disappears around them and the place is just on fire. It's already been wrecked. Yeah, like Thanos has already been there and destroyed everything. Probably killed the collector. He disappears as well. So I'm assuming he's dead. Yep. And uh and he's got the reality stone. So now he he grabs Gamora and you know, Star Lord is like running up and he's he's aiming his gun at Thanos' face and he's like, Why why shouldn't I kill you? Blah blah blah. And all of a sudden Gamora's like, No, me. And so and this scene was She's really like, cool. This is what I just told you about. Yeah, and and I liked this scene a lot because he's like, "Fuck, this is this is what she was talking about." And yeah. he like he didn't expect that he would ever have to keep that promise. That's right, part of why he made it. But but he lowers the gun and he aims it at her, and I'm like, "Oh my god, he's actually gonna do it!" And he fucking pulls the trigger, and nothing but bubbles come out. Which is funny because there's a ton of bubbles in the comics. I loved right. their bubble references <laughs> in this because that yeah. just halters back to the comics. But yeah, yeah he, so he pulls the trigger and the, the bubbles come out and Thanos just kind of laughs. and Because he already has the reality stone. Yeah. So he made it look <laughs> like the collector's stuff was not wrecked and he <laughs> turned Star-Lord's bullets into bubbles. Just bubbles. And then, and then he looks down as he's like walking backwards, warping out. He's like, I like him. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I approve of your choice in boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, but unfortunately, so <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, it was so so. Star Lord, you're right. Star Lord didn't really fail us in that instant. It wasn't um, that it was time. He that did fuck he up here soon. Yeah, they missed their <laughs> chance. Yeah, they and they just didn't know it. Yep. Um, which did they though? We'll get into that too. Cause, oh, sorry. Nope. Nope. Moving forward. So now the whole reason behind that scene breakdown is because now the Guardians have showed up on the Q ship that Iron Man is on with Doctor Strange. And they come in and, like, start fighting. And No, 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 no. Sorry. They crash on Titan, and then the Guardians show up, and they start fighting. Right. And then somehow they they realize that they're on the same side, and this is that whole scene where, you know, Star-Lord and yeah, Iron it, Man <laughs> are talking, and God, and that was so good. At some point, they realize that some of them are all human-sized, and they're like, wait a minute, wasn't that guy huge? Like, Well, and someone so says Thanos, and they're like, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, he's like, that's that's what we're doing? Yeah. Our, our, oh, we're okay, so yeah. yeah, they all meet each other. And, and this the, is where... One of my favorite lines was Tony looking at him, looking at Star-Lord and going, you're from Earth? And he goes, uh, Missouri. And he yeah. goes, yeah, Missouri is on <laughs> Earth. <laughs> <Yeah. Like laughs> that, that, really uh, well their banter was really good, and I loved... Peter's facial expressions while they're all just arguing back and forth. He's just loving he it. Like the whole such time. a kid, yeah. yeah. A little kid watching his <laughs> uncles fight about something. Yeah. Which oh, I guess I guess we didn't cover the other reference that uh Spider Man had when when they're fighting um Ebony Ma, like right before they go fight him, he looks at Tony and he's like, Have you ever seen that really old movie called Aliens? Which was basically the exact same. Have you ever seen that really yeah. old movie Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back? Back? Yeah. <laughs> Which was that was yeah. cool. I and I don't know how I felt about. I mean, I really liked that Tony then pointed at him and said, "No more pop culture references the rest of this trip." Yeah, like, so I, I I get it and I appreciated it, but I was all it was almost too cheesy. But it, yeah, I mean, it's the Avengers, so right? It it's got to still be right. kind of comic booky. Yeah, it was fine. And by the way, listeners, we are jumping all over the place. All right, that's wh- that's what happens. Okay, I'm sorry, but yeah, now we're back to when Ebony Ma dies. I I, I 
I know. <laughs> but not <laughs> actually. Actually, we're all on Titan now, yeah. and we're figuring out who everybody is. Yes. So meanwhile, anyway, back in space. <laughs> um. So then they they realize that they're like on the same side, and I think, uh, who is it? Star Lord mentions Thor, and that's when Tony Stark is like, "Oh, you know Thor." And oh, you know him. I know him. Yeah, and so <laughs> then they're they they decide they're gonna make a plan, and that whole you know my plan is better thing happens, and it's it's right. funny, it's hilarious. I can't remember everything that was said, but it was great. It um, was very well done. Yeah, the, and um, that team here, and, and here we are with this team. This is one of the teams. Um, you got Mantis, Drax, Doctor Strange, Spider Man, Iron Man, and Star Lord. That's yeah, like. That's a cool team. Yeah. Mystic Defenders. Yeah. <laughs> and that's such a that's such a funny team too. That's like the comedic team, I feel like. You got Captain America's team is really serious. Right. Iron Man's this team is, is pretty <laughs> funny. And Thor's team is like, eh, we're we might do this. We might die. <laughs> cut to the plot team. Okay, cut to the levity team. Yeah. Okay, cut to the superhero team. Yeah. <laughs> um but I loved it. They did such a good job with balancing all of these characters and putting them in the right spots and with the right compliments you know like the it was just it was so good um anyway so they devise a plan and they're you know they decide that the they're plan gonna is we're gonna go to titan you guys go where are they supposed to go well they're they all go to titan they're all on titan yeah, i mean I'm, titan. I'm just saying like dr strange is all on titan and they find their plan and so now we shoot back to thor i believe or we might shoot back right. to captain america and they they show so Bucky Barnes <laughs> and his new arm, and they show... Yeah, basically they go to Wakanda to have um, Nakia perform micro-reality uh, surgery on the stone to pull it out of Vision's head. Yeah. Because Bruce Banner has postulated that maybe Vision will survive even if we do that. Yeah. He's like a bunch of computers. Maybe he doesn't need this yeah, magical he, stuff. He's like, he's like, he's me, he's Tony, he's Ultron, he's Jarvis, Jarvis. all in one. Like, he might be able to live through it. Which that was cool. I that uh, gave me so much hope for Vision because I fucking knew he was gonna die in this movie. Yep. But um, I believe we both called that one. Yeah, but, but yeah. So there's like sort of a semi-brief interlude of everybody sort of catching up and getting ready for the Wakanda battle, which starts, you know, coming down pretty soon. But they're still doing like all the planning and things for that. So um, back in space, Thor has made it to the forge where he's gonna forge his new weapon, <coughs> and I really enjoyed oh, this, this character th reveal. Th I really um, think this is my favorite scene, or this this whole part right here is my whole favorite. The sequence was yeah. really well done. Nah, yeah, it's, so it's my Rocket, second favorite. <laughs> Rocket, Groot, and Thor show up at the forge to make a new weapon, and the forge is all shut down because the Balrog already came up from the mines of Moria and killed all <laughs> the Oh, sorry, sorry, that's the... Um, oh, wait, no, that is this movie. So they're at the home of the dwarves, and, which Someone is a giant space so, forge um, built around a neutron star, yeah. and Thanos has already been there, and he wrecked everything after forcing them to build him a new Infinity Gauntlet from the mold. Well, but, so but first, I mean, they're walking through this place, like they land, and they're walking through, and... And all right. of a sudden, this like you hear these big stomps, and Rocket's like, "Oh my God, look out!" And here's this giant. It's like a giant. He's huge. Yeah. <laughs> and he <laughs> and he runs past Thor, and like they realize who each other is. And oh my God! And you're right. This is the best character reveal because yeah. So he turns this around. Giant is 
Yeah, the giant <laughs> is beating down on them, and he turns around, and as soon as I heard the voice, actually before I saw the face, I oh. leaned over to my girlfriend, and I said, that's Dinklage. And <laughs> then he turned around, and it was Peter effing Dinklage. I he's love He's playing a Peter character Dinklage. that's three times the height of Thor. But still a dwarf. they're calling him a dwarf. <laughs> but he's, he's but a cosmic dwarf. Right, he's, he's yeah. still like a space dwarf that's just, that's just yeah. huge. And I, I, I love Peter Dinklage for this because he's this was like such a meta moment, I feel like. Cause because he spent so many years specifically turning down roles that required him to be shorter than normal. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, but I will take the one that calls me a dwarf as long as I get to be 15 feet tall. <laughs> Taller <laughs> and bigger than everyone. Well played. I, oh, well yeah. Played, I laughed. <laughs> I laughed a lot in the theater. It was definitely the best character reveal. Um, and I... I I had no idea. I I remember seeing like some stuff on the internet about him being in the credits o- or on the poster, and I was like, "Who the fuck could he be playing? Is are they gonna, oh, yeah. you know?" And and then <laughs> and then all of a sudden he's a giant dwarf. Yeah, it's fantastic. That but was so well done. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but really, <laughs> it d- it felt a lot like the Mines of Moria, yeah, where they were showing sure showing up expecting a bunch of dwarves and there was nobody left was and one. you know everything was broken. Yeah. Um. So what they have to do is basically um kickstart manually kickstart a neutron star that has a machine built around it which they successfully do but lo and behold that one piece that we need to make this thing work well just no breaks let's off the machine let's let's go back <laughs> a little bit right before they right before they even start talking about that um dinklage's peter's character let me find out what that guy's name is but he starts explaining what happened and how thanos went there like you said and made him make a uh, a new infinity gauntlet because either because the either the other one was fake or the other one was destroyed or or whatever it was. Right. It was referred to in Ragnarok as a fake by Hela, I believe. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. Or or maybe Loki in one of the other movies. But yeah, it was like, oh yeah, that was definitely a fake. Well, no, she pushes it over. Hela pushes it over. She's right. like, uh, oh, fake. And then yeah. that's you know. But anyway, um, so he he explains it like you know this is where the the mythical weapons are made and that's you know where Mjolnir was made and that's where the original Infinity Gauntlet was made and so Thanos made him make a new one and then as soon as he made that new one he shut down the star that they take the power from and shut down that whole area and nobody else could have like cosmic level weapons to use against him and just more proof that Thanos is just a fucking dickhead he he promised uh god what is his goddamn name Oh, um, Tyrion. He promised Tyrion, Tyrion that if okay, he made thank him, you. <laughs> he promised him that if he made him the gauntlet, that he would spare the rest of the dwarves. Yeah. which obviously he did not. Well, do. no, and then he he like he kills everyone in front of him and just leaves him left. He's the only one left, and then he takes his hands away from him. So, oh he, right, I he forgot like about that. He he phased his hands into metal. Yeah, with, the, with some of the combination of the stone powers. Yeah, yeah and he, God, and he. uh Fuck, man. And so Thor's like, all right, well, how do uh, you know, you don't need to do it. I can I can be your hands like tell me what to do. And so so they go on this cool little, you know, Groot rocket. I guess it's just rocket and Thor, which I want to see a movie with well, Thor and rocket, was, by the way. Yeah, Rocket and Thor did 90 percent of the work. But Groot right poured his after blood, sweat and roots into yeah, that. <laughs> which is after everything went down, there was obviously some stakes and stuff that happened. Thor had to like basically burn himself from the power of this star and like yeah he had to hold the engine open manually so that the combustion <laughs> yeah. would have like a oxygen source yeah, and he just stood in there 
<laughs> and it was just so Thor like. He's like, I can take it. Was it. Very cool. But again, yeah. this is this is where you you see how much he just he just wants to to get Thanos because he has nothing right. to lose, and he's like, well, if this kills me, at least this weapon will be made. Right, and then somebody else could maybe use it. Yeah, so, so it's he's, do. he's doing his part or whatever, but obviously he, he, he lives and he gets knocked out from the power of the star, but it's just enough time to forge the new axe. And, um, Stormbreaker. Which is called Stormbreaker. Fuck. What's up, Dever? <laughs> we are Stormbreaker yeah. and the Avengers. But uh, so as soon as Thor gets knocked out, um, they they lose power and the the handle isn't forged so that like uh Tyrion Eltry is like scrambling to find the 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 the, the hilt for it or the, the handle for it whatever you call it and and Groot's just sitting there playing his video game and he looks over and he's like oh I can do that and he just like extends his arm out which was well, he fucking sees, cool he sees Thor laying there near death Oh, and realizes. Yep, yep. Oh, he needs the weapon they, to live they, again. Yeah. Is what Dinklage I can, says. I can help here. Like this is yeah. part of my job. <laughs> He's like, we can save him as long as we get the weapon made. Right. And so that's when Groot does, you know, does that, and Thor basically summons the axe to him. Which fun tidbit here? Uh, Eltry did say that the Stormbreaker is able to control lightning and also the open the Bifrost. Oh, it can open the Bifrost. So Which is important because Heimdall can no longer open the gate because he gone. Right. Um, I will also fuck. point out really quickly, Stormbreaker is the second reference in the Marvel movies to Beta Ray Bill, who had the same powers and design as Thor for a while, but was spacefaring. I don't know. Um, That's the first one was in Ragnarok. Ragnarok. He was one of the yep. uh, faces on the building yep. of uh, champions. I yeah. remember that. Um, so that was the name of his hammer. Um Thor's was Mjolnir, and Beta Ray Bill had Stormbreaker, so this was a nice nod to that. Yeah, for sure. Um, so it gets it gets forged, it gets made, and Thor summons the axe to his hand, and then it basically cuts to the next scene, which is about time for us to take a little bit of a break. I was gonna say, yeah, I I I know you quit smoking and all, but I didn't, so I <laughs> would like to this this just talking about this movie gets me all. Jacked, and I just <laughs> need a cigarette. Good chill. So. <laughs> so we're gonna take a quick break. Uh, I will play some music from, I don't know, somebody. It'll be in the credits, but we will be <laughs> right back.
Welcome back to the show. We are doing our Avengers Infinity War breakdown. And it's going splendidly, I think. When we left le- when we last left our heroes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were just they just got the the new axe. Thor just got his new axe, which was super cool. Good job, Groot. Finally doing something. Jesus. Um lazy for half the movie. Yeah. So now I think we're flashing back to Wakanda and they're all gearing up to basically for battle, gearing gearing up. And yeah, so Thanos has dropped some giant ships full of a bunch of little goros. Oh, you know, actually, before we even get to that part, we need to talk about the the biggest fucking thing in the movie. Um, This is in between everything we've been talking about in between that there's some point in time (laughs) where it flashes to Thanos and Gamora on uh, Thanos' ship, Sanctuary 2. Oh, right, because he took her after <coughs> they were at the collector's area. Yep, and and so they're, like, fighting and not fighting, but, like, arguing kind of back and forth. It's it's kind of a touching little scene, she kind of. I mean, Gamora basically tells Thanos that she hates everything about him, and he's like, oh, that's cute. Um, let me show you something. And so now he takes Gamora to this back room where there's Nebula just, just fucking suspended in air. And she's she yeah she's like <laughs> torn apart. It was such a cool but also brutal thing to see. Like her just all of her pieces were just undone, and she's just floating in the air as an unassembled robot, basically. Yep. And it's it was really sad, but like this is exactly what Gamora is talking about when when she was talking to Star Lord about you know Thanos will do anything to get the information that I know. And and so after, you know, trying to lie to him and and do whatever, trying to hide the secret of the soul stone from Thanos, he starts torturing Nebula, like pulling her apart more. And eventually Gamora caves because, I mean, I I think a good... She knew she would. And yeah. She had the connection with Nebula in Guardians 2 where she was like, okay, you know, she's more than just some chick who hates me. She's like a... A very a close s- to like a, a sister. sister. Like they yeah, were not like actual sisters, but yeah. She's very close to a sister, and she's kind of one of the few people that Gamora has left now that yep. Star-Lord is gone, as far as she knows, because they're separated, you know? like yep. So she basically knew that she would cave if this happened, because she remembers that the last thing Nebula said to her was, I'm going to go find Thanos and kill him. So Right, and... Well, I don't think she she didn't know that she was there yet. That Nebula was there, and so that's she didn't know that she was there, but she knew that. But there she was knew a that chance that she would be put in a compromising position, right? And she knew that Thanos was such a douchebag that he would do anything to get the information. So they actually pulled up an old recording of Nebula and Gamora talking. Basically, they pull up like a file out of Nebula's brain, and it's another hologram, and it's. Gamora basically saying, I know where the Soul Stone is, but I'm the only one that knows everyone else is dead. Blah, blah, blah. Basically, Thanos calls her out on her shit. And so she uh, she caves. And she finally tells him where, where it is. Which, which planet was that on? Do you remember what it was called? Uh, she reveals no. it. <laughs> okay. Numa- Numavir or something? Yeah, uh, it, was, it was a weird planet which it, which it was like a it sounded like a nine realms type planet maybe 
Yeah, which, by the way, I really liked the space aspect of this. They went to so many different places. Yeah. And it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, I also yeah. really enjoyed the title where it just said space. That was pretty funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, every time they go to a location, it <laughs> says where the location <laughs> is, and once they went to space, that and it said space. That was, I think that was the first introduction to Guardians. Yep. It was kind of like, oh, th- here's the funny guys of the movie. I liked how they added that. You know, they had the old music and Good space. Good indicator and of tone change. Yeah, and, and who who's who's coming in. So, um, God, was I, j- I have it right here. Vormir is what it's called. Um, that was kind of close. But yeah. But it's uh it's actually in uh old Marvel comics, I guess. Got this off of screenrant.com. Um so so she caves and finally tells Thanos and he's like, Alright, let's go. Because he's got this like portal gun on his fucking I guess the Tesseract. Um is it's well, the at this space point it's all the gauntlet, right? Kinda. But I mean but he's using that specific power right, to transport yeah. or whatever. Um so they transport to Vormir and it's like a fucking crazy looking planet. It's, I don't know. I, re- I really liked it, to be honest with you. <laughs> it was like a an entire dark. planet of twilight. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of purpley. It wasn't super dark. It was like very. I, I guess that's true. Low light with, you know, it had some like spiritual, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Limbo type right, atmosphere. Right. Like and, uh, uh, definitely a symbolic location. For Which sure. is why they introduced the character that they introduced. Uh. This was really surprising that you called this. As soon as I saw <laughs> it, I was like, he's going to be like, oh, I totally called this. <laughs> this is my idea. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it, obviously, like, it's not, like, my total idea. I've I've read some other things, but that was what I stuck with. I was like, oh, yeah, totally. That is exactly what's going to happen. Going back and watching old Captain America movies and stuff, I was like, fuck, yeah. So, anyway, moving on. This They're walking up to this temple, and there's a death-looking figure that's what i was talking about earlier about the um character from the comics death yeah is in robes and honestly at this point i was like oh my god is that are they really introducing death right now that's yeah for a second that's what i thought was gonna happen because that would be super cool kind of in a way well it accesses an entire new level of entity in the marvel universe yeah that's like a cosmic level entity that's like right up there with the watchers and stuff right which were referenced in guardians 2 yeah, so yep, it's, yep. I mean, for a second it was like, oh man, this could this, this could crazy. be like the reason for this whole movie, uh, yeah. maybe, and then it and wasn't. Then the, and then the big reveal is that it's goddamn Red Skull from Captain America, the first Avenger. Elrond. Sorry, yeah. Agent yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Hugo Weaving. <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, it w- that was such a cool surprise. Like, I cheered in the theater. I was one <laughs> among a, a bunch of other people that cheered for sure, but. I definitely had my my reasons, and it was it was such a cool reveal because he he doesn't even pull back the hood. It just like he turns in a certain way that you see his face, and you're like, "Holy!" Well, and his shit. skull is red, so it's not. Yeah. Like he doesn't really need to. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he is basically explaining to Thanos that in order to get the Soul Stone, you have to you have to sacrifice a soul for a soul, pretty much. You you give a soul for a stone. Well, and it has to be someone you love, the thing that you love the most. Yes, yes, indeed. And so they're standing there at the edge of this cliff uh, above where you're supposed to make this sacrifice. Well, and really quickly, the reason that Red uh, Red Skull is here is because oh yeah, it's I implied that, that the explosion of the tesseract or whatever, the th- when we thought Red Skull died, he was actually probably portaled somewhere, right? And 
he kept seeking the other infinity stones and at some point wasn't able to like make that sacrifice because he, the only thing he cares about is himself. Yep. So this was the important difference here, like showing, okay, this villain is a pure villain. He only cares about himself, his plans and this, that, and the other thing. So because of that, he's now like a slave to the soul stone. He's stuck like, he's um, stuck in a limbo. In the soul basically. Stone. Well, yeah, he's like on the, the soul stone planet, just, by himself and yeah he's the guardian of it or something he's the yeah he's the guardian of the stone i believe yeah the keeper it. of the soul stone what it uh yep yep that's exactly what it is so yeah he's explaining all this stuff that he's the keeper how he got there and it, it was it was cool it was really and again they did a good job of summing things up really quick with a lot of this stuff to move on to move the story forward you know because they had a lot of story to get into in this and uh, him showing up was a pretty big surprise, I feel like, for everybody. And they had to kind of explain it in some way. So they did a good job of that. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so like you were saying, they're standing on a cliff. Um, they're realizing, you know, you have to make a sacrifice. It has to be something that you really care yeah. about. And Gamora's and like, oh, you don't love anything. Like, that. this right, is, this so is the universe like laughing at you. You don't love anything. Yeah, so she's like, you know, getting ready to laugh in Thanos' face like, Haha, you didn't see this coming. You you didn't think you'd have to do this, but Thanos it is pretty clear that he knew that either he would have to do this or that he might have to do something like this. Sure. And he starts crying and she thinks it's because he lost. He is lost and he can't fulfill his plan when in reality he's crying because oh. he's actually really does love Gamora. She's his daughter in his eyes, and, and he that, has to kill her, and, and that he's line, totally fine with that. That line from Red Skull where, where he's like, he's not crying for him. He's crying for you. Yeah, and, and you're then like, you see oh, her realize about fuck. a half a second before she dies <laughs> that she's about to die. Oh, so. God, it was so shitty. And that was just – that, again, like another – like her getting thrown off that cliff and then lying in that pool of green blood and just like – Yeah. You're just like, oh, my God, this movie is – fucking for real right now well and that one wasn't even i mean she didn't get blasted you know she didn't get speared in a fight she didn't get beat no. up she just got thrown off a damn cliff Ugh. like yeah so then this and there's then like a huge atmospheric disturbance and the soul stone materializes out of the air yep and then it cuts back to wakanda and they're planning for their you know their, their vision is getting ready to go into surgery basically and and they take him magic into magic surgery. Magic surgery, yeah. They take him into surgery, and then like it seems like the second after he goes back there, these ships land. The right, the warships yep. land, and so Black Panther has his sweet line, you know, that he says in the in the trailer, where he's like, "Man, all defenses and blah blah blah, and get this man a shield." Which also, that was a different shot, which I thought was cool. Him saying, "Get this man a shield" was totally different from what we saw in the trailer. Well, they just cut and the voice of that over a different shot, but well, um, it was it was just said differently. Maybe it, maybe it's just me thinking it. I don't know. <laughs> I think you're thinking it differently. I think they just cut it. What they did, I believe, is they cut it over the scene of Steve stepping out of the shadows from behind the. Train. Oh yeah, no, totally. Um, yeah. But yeah, so so then that happens soon, and they like lower their Wakandan defenses, which I'm sure that was in the Black Panther movie, but I didn't see it, um, and it's really fucking cool. <laughs> no, 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 no. So actually, they raise all the defenses. I guess raise, yeah, but it's like a it's like a Gungan shield kind of. It's like big right. Shield. Um, 
It's part of their technology. It has probably something to do with vibranium, which powers the whole city. Right. Um, <laughs> but anyways. Look, I'm sorry, okay? <laughs> Fuck. What's going on for the uninitiated <laughs> is that um, Nakia is the only steady hand who also knows what the F she's doing, who can perform magic soulstone surgery on Vision's head. Right. And the only person that could really defend her just in case is Scarlet Witch. So oh, those right. three stay behind. Vision is on the table. Nakia starts this surgery up, and um, the battle starts outside. Thanos lands his gray bad guys, and then you know all the little uh, Thanos uh, Goro dogs come running out of the ships, and there's a giant, giant ground battle, and it's got all of the Avengers that are there in Wakanda, which yeah, are the who's the people leading the charge. Was it? I think it was only two. It was the two uh, children of Thanos that attacked scarlet witch before right right uh, so they were they were back um it was proxima midnight corvus glaive and um, was it cole obsidian too i couldn't remember if the third one was yes, there or not cole obsidian was there he had like the big hook on a chain oh that's right that's um, right he was so badass yeah so basically they're they're seeing that this shield will keep guys out and yep. they start to see the um, the monsters like if they on mass push themselves into the shield, oh. one or two of them can get through. And her proxima, and realize proxima midnight just saying, "We have blood to spare." Oh yeah, and they just open like the millions of these like, things. <laughs> yeah, God. so um, they realize you know if stuff gets in behind us, they could just wreck Vision and yep. um, yep. Scarlet Witch. So we need to like focus their attack on us. So they open a tiny section of the shield, which to was let brilliant. Funnel through. Yeah, so it's really cool because when they charge, everybody is charging on the ground together, and then eventually Captain America and Black Panther end are up alone. way out yeah. ahead of everybody and just I love I love that callback too. Catches up. I love that yeah, callback where he he's like, oh no, this guy I gotta I gotta have the first hit. This guy can't he yeah. can't do that, and he had to run faster than Black Panther. I thought that was so cool. Yeah, so had you seen Black Panther, you would have teared up a little bit when they said Wakanda forever. And then uh, the I part where his general <laughs> says, <laughs> my girl just did the salute, but um, the part where the general says, you know, or Mabaku says, this will be the end of us. And the general says, then it will be the noblest end in history. Oh, yeah. I, I did get a little misty. There was a lot of parts, though, that I knew just had so much consequence and stuff. And I'm an emotional dude and I watch movies anyway. So, <laughs> like, I, and like I was saying that with with the Wakanda stuff, like, I didn't I didn't feel like. Black Panther was a necessity for me. Um, maybe, I guess, I don't know. I guess it's, I just I just don't think I had to see it to understand what was going on. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely not. Just from seeing seeing him in, in Civil War and kind of understanding that little bit of backstory and then seeing Wakanda, like I didn't, it wasn't detrimental to me to not have mm, seen Black so Panther. For me, at least. Maybe, thing, maybe though, for other people. No, but if you think about the whole movie, it's set up so that actually you don't have to have seen any of them. There's there's Tony Stark going, here's this guy, this is what he does. Here's this guy, this is what he does. And then, you know, half the characters show up and they go, oh, hi, I'm this character. This is what I do. Well, like, but I disagree. There are literal I lines throughout the movie just in case people haven't seen things. Like, I think, there's, but I think you'd, you'd have to have there. seen at least a couple of them. To know what's well, right, going but on. What I'm but what I'm saying is, in theory, you, oh. you're right. You don't have to have seen Got them it. all. 
you may not even need to see any of them. So, you know, the person that gets dragged to this movie that isn't into superheroes sure. can still that piece together sense. what's going on. They're like, okay, they, you know, Tony Stark breaks it down, you know, real basic way. Like, that's a wizard. You're a right. spider character. Right, that's true. This guy, you know, is a monster. Like, there's, it's it's set up so that it's accessible even if you don't know all the specifics. So you're right. right. You probably didn't have to. I'm just saying my personal recommendation is that you see Black Panther because it was really good. Yeah, and, it and was I... really fun. I <laughs> bet that after I see Black Panther, the Infinity War will be that much better for me. Um, yeah, and and I will. I will totally see him it. have it's great stories. taking some time. So I, I felt like... I felt like this was, you know, Black Panther was another origin story, kind of. And, like, I didn't... I, I kind of picked between a few things of, of doing, you know, with, with finances and stuff. So, yeah. I was like, I gotta, no, I gotta I just not go to that one. I'll <laughs> well, and just so you know, it's not really... Um, it doesn't, like, flash back or anything, because obviously in I guess Civil it is, War, it's after he's Civil already War. Black Panther. Yeah, that's like, true. Yeah, so what this is, is, like, you know... It just kind of goes there, and they're like, look, he's the king. Everything is cool. He's kicking ass. And then this stuff happens. It, you know, so it's like yeah. it sets some stuff up, and it's it develops his character honestly really well. And the the villain in that one was pretty good, too, as far as the sympathetic villains go in the Marvel sure, movies. So, sure. um, And like I said, it was a lot of fun. It was a really good movie. And um, they probably set up implications because I feel like, you know, once we get to the theory part of this, I feel like Nakia could be – a potential next Iron Man, Iron Woman character. She's oh. very smart. She knows what she's doing with nanotechnology. She's doing surgery on a soul stone, like or on a mind stone. Like that's pretty. She nuts. could be set up for that. So just a, just a, something yeah, to I keep in mind. Yeah, I guess that, that's pretty. I mean, there's everything is going to change after the next one anyway. I mean, uh, we have after this movie, I have no fucking clue what they're going to do. <laughs> I have I have an idea of how they're going to like fix things but I, I i mean as far as the story goes ha i have no idea what they're gonna do so um anyway but yeah so throw wakanda fight starting and they open the gates and they're all running through and they're 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 doing all right they're kind of holding their own a little bit well importantly everybody is kicking some some good levels of ass and um you know this whole time you know back on titan they're attempting to get the uh, the gauntlet, gauntlet from, from Thanos. Thanos. Yeah, so there's two um, battles. It's like a Star Wars moment where there's two huge right. battles going on and they're flashing back Two battles back happening and forth, at the same time. Which yeah. was, I mean, it's just mind-blowing. <laughs> God. Yeah, so, um, that, those two scenes are intercut. So on, well, okay, so Thanos kills his daughter. He gets the next stone, yep. right? So yep. then he realizes everybody else is on Titan. That's where he's headed next. He needs to get the green time stone. And, um... He's going to send his dudes to Earth to get the last stone, which is Vision. So yep. everything sets up that way to for those two things to be the ending scenes. Yep. So, so he goes to Titan to get his shit himself, which is right, pretty cause important because he's by himself. There's nobody else right. there. Exactly. So he goes there and he sees Doctor Strange kicking it. And he's like, hey, man, why are you just kicking it? And Doctor Strange is like, we're going to kick your ass. And Thanos is like, we? And then everybody pops out Saturday morning cartoon yeah. style. And they're like, yeah. Avengers, assemble. And they proceed to do all right, I guess. Um, <laughs> I thought they, you know, I thought I loved that interaction between Thanos and Doctor Strange where he's like, why haven't yeah. you used the best weapon you have? Well, that was actually that's way towards the end of their fight, but <coughs> I guess that's um, true. And and before there, I guess yeah, before so this fight, <coughs> Doctor Strange, a plan. he's yeah. like, yeah, there you go. 
We need to talk about that. They're making a plan and they decide (laughs) what we need to do is get that glove off his hand because it's a it's a weapon, you know. Yep. So we just need to get that off his hand. Here's what we'll do. You know, we'll all fight him. We'll pin him down, and then Mantis will use her power of sleep suggestion, and we will just yank that shit off his arm. Yep. And you know, I'll we'll all meet around at the pub and wait for the rest of this to blow over. So right. So and basically, while they're <laughs> forming that plan, Doctor Strange is going through. He's sitting there like shifting and like you know his face is moving all quick and stuff. And they finally ask him the what's up, <coughs> and he's, he's like using the cauldron of the cosmos exactly, and which they referenced earlier, and in combination with the time stone. He, so basically, he's looking at alternate realities and potential futures based right. on what they do next. And what was it? It was like so fourteen million different possibilities. Right, and he only explains. I looked at these different many possibilities, and Tony goes, "How many where we win?" And he just looks at Tony, and in a very apologetic tone, says, "One." One, yep. So that will become important very shortly. Yes. Um, so now they're fighting. Now they're and they're this fighting. This Thanos is one of the coolest scenes with uh, Doctor Strange is wrecking yeah, face, <laughs> dude, and like s- just like shooting people everywhere. <laughs> yeah, he has some of his best comic book spells. He, uh, he uses the so uh, spell sword that comes out. Yeah. He has those uh, the bands, the giant lashes. Uh, he makes like yeah. a thousand copies of himself, and yeah. then they all lasso Thanos into one place. And it's just, I mean, it's really, really well done. Um, he uses that weird reality mirror bending power yep. that you saw in his movie. Like, I love Spider-Man well going done. through the portals, too. And being like Spider-Man going portal. through the portals, magic portal, he's portal got, kick, yeah. <laughs> magic kick. He's got all the um, the iron spider legs are out. Yep. He's running around. He uses them as a roll cage. I mean, it's it's a really good it's fight. Drax is kicking some ass. He's like cutting up Thanos's ankles and stuff. Yeah, like he's dude. getting in little stabs and slashes. It was like, such a good fight scene. Yeah, very very cool. And um, so it seems to be going really well. Obviously, as these things generally yep. do on Saturday morning. And they finally and they get. Mantis on top of Thanos, and yep, he and she sort of half passes him out. Yep. Um, you know she can make she's things very, go to sleep. He's very strong. Yeah, so she's half past Thanos out, and they're explaining, you know, what hap- what they're doing. They're trying to tear this arm, this gauntlet off of him, mm-hmm. and they ask her, you know, what's Thanos feeling? And she's like super confused, and she's like, he's mourning. He's yeah. having deep feelings of regret and loss for some reason, and <clears throat> they're like. <coughs> okay, it's probably because he's about to get his ass kicked, you know? Oh, and then here and comes Star-Lord to wreck the fucking yeah, day. Yeah, so he comes over, and they're they're like, what is he mourning for? And she goes, his daughter? And he immediately realizes... What happened. That means that Gamora is dead, yep. and it's because of Thanos. After, But, so it's, I mean, it's after him questioning it and them yelling at him, don't do this now, don't do this now. Right, so he f- he f- you can see him start to freak out for a moment, and then... They're like, dude, wait, wait, wait. We almost have the gauntlet off. Just yeah. wait, just wait, just wait. Another minute. And then Star-Lord goes all 1980s human on us and just wails. And he's, you know, ruins the concentration, just starts beating Thanos in the face. It ends which up knocking out the Mantis. Link. Yeah, it breaks the link to Mantis and she, you know, gets knocked out. And then Spider-Man has to go grab her. Which that and was a sweet scene, too. Him throwing her oh through yeah. the air and, like, catching her and, like, doing all the crazy. Very God, cool dude, acrobatics. So so that's another I'll take a moment now I guess to say that the cinematography in this movie was beautiful. Like Sp- the oh. lighting effects yes. were gorgeous. Yes. I was getting comic book feels like For the sure. frames were silhouettes, there was huge energy blasts. 
I mean, this, this movie was a lot of fun, and it looked amazing. Yeah. The whole Star Forge sequence was excellent. I yep. loved that. Oh, I love when Thanos just throws the moon at Tony Stark, and he's like, if you throw another moon at me again, I swear to God. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Thanos is basically, you know, he's broken out of his trance, and he's like, all right, you know what? Instead, I'm going to wreck all of you. And he proceeds to wreck everyone. And... Um, oh, meanwhile, back on Earth. <laughs> meanwhile, back on Earth, the other Avengers are wrecking the army and the lieutenants of the guy, but um, they start to kind of lose. Remember, there was huh? there was uh, they kind of singled out the children of Thanos and they got rid of uh, the first. Uh, they they had like the big the, one. The I I call it the ultimate girl fight because it was fucking black. No, the Widow. big guy went first. Oh yeah, I think the big guy went first. Well, the uh, uh, whole. Uh, Rather, no. Bruce Banner actually beat him in the Hulkbuster armor. That's he right. wasn't Hulk. He was just Bruce in the armor. There was three of them left, and they sent the one around to the back. Right. And he so, went around um, to go get um, the stone. Right. And because at some point, um, uh, Scarlet Witch sees what's going on, and she's like, I have to go help. And so she leaves. Well, that's when, that's when those giant fucking, like, like plate spinning – they look like they're from Destiny, to be honest with you. Those, like – yeah, spiky things that come out from under the ground and just start yep. mowing everybody over. That's when Scarlet like Witch is like, machine. okay, I'm going to go. And she yeah, goes so and like she stops she it. She realizes she's the only person that could probably deal with some of these, so she, yeah. she has to go. And as soon as she does that, one of the other lieutenants is like, all right, she's gone. Go get that stone. Yep, which I was so, like, fuck, no, god damn it. <laughs> yeah, so it's like a perfect failing of things happening on Earth while there's a continued perfect failing of things happening on Titan. Yep. Um, I think this is the point of the Thanos. movie where I was like, everything is fucked in this. Yeah. Like, At there this is point, not going to be sort of, any good You sort of ending. expected everybody to die now. You're like, yeah, okay, well, for sure. I mean, they're, they're running out of options here. There's so. no good. The Hulk kept, like, refusing to come out. And yes, because I, and I, like I said, I just realized it's because the Hulk itself is like scared now. Yeah, it's had its pride yeah. damaged. Yeah, that's what I was saying earlier. Like he just he kept screaming, "No, I'm not doing it again." And uh, that was that was when Bruce Banner finally had his moment. He's like, "Oh my God, I do it myself." Yep. And I I liked that a Which lot. I liked him kind of becoming a, a little bit of a badass, you know. Right. Well, and an interesting parallel to when Thanos put the gauntlet on, turned around and said, then I'll do it myself. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> super cool. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, so now Scarlet Witch is down Titan. there. And yeah. And there. So this is when this is when the ultimate girl fight comes out because Proxima Midnight comes over and you got Scarlet Witch, oh, right. Black Widow. And then what's the girl's name from Wakanda? Uh, that one is Okoye. She's the yeah. general. And she is. A fucking pain. Yeah, so much Dude, ass. They just proceeded to beat the shit out of that chick. Like it wasn't yeah, even she, it wasn't even fair, really. <laughs> it seemed like she could take any of them one on one, but she was totally oh, outnumbered. Man. And I love that and last. They like throw her into the big like grindy thing, and yeah, they Scarlet Witch is like that, or into Black a Widow. splatter. Yeah, <laughs> Black Widow's like, oh, that was gross. <laughs> Blonde Widow. Yeah, it was it was well done. She loved uh, it. it. It was a good moment where they were all sort of looking at each other like. Do we all know each other? Well, I know you. Okay, whatever. Yeah. Like, you know. Yep. <laughs> um, and so while that's so going on, the other child of Thanos is up in the room starting to wreck shit up there. Yeah, and he knocks um, the Wakanda guard out of the way as well as Nakia, uh, Black Panther's little sister. Yep. And then he um, – uh, let's see. Does he ta – yeah, he takes Vision and their you know, – Vision shows up 
really, really weakly and starts fighting him. Yep. Um, he gets up off the table and starts fighting the guy, and they fall out of the window, and that knocks Everybody those other two characters to the side. Yep. Yeah. And ca- Captain America's like, what's going on, Cap- and they're like, oh, shit. Cap's like, we got a vision problem. And so that's when, and then they all run over there to, like, save them. And, uh... So what, God, they, what, yeah, so what, is, what they need what, to do so, is so Hulk throws the big guy with the chains, like he defeats him. He gets cut in half by the shield. Yep, and which was a really cool scene too. I really like that. Yeah, <laughs> and and then, God, what's going on after that? So then, okay, so here's the whole list of Thor or of I, uh, Thanos oh lieutenant God, guys. No, we missed we missed the whole Thor thing, dude, because as they're losing, no, 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 no that hasn't happened yet. So. Here's oh, the okay. deal. Okay. Here's the deal. So, Ebony Mog died when he got sucked out of the spaceship. Yep. Uh, Banner throws the big dude, uh, Cole Obsidian, through the shield, and he like vaporizes. Okay. The Proxima uh, Midnight Okoye, gets killed Blonde by Widow the and Scarlet Witch kill Proxima Midnight. So the only one left is the Glaive dude, who stabbed Vision through the chest, and right. he's over there, basically getting ready to take the stone out of Vision's head, and Scarlet Witch shows back up. And they start fighting him, and then Vision puts him down with his own spear through his chest. Okay. So, what we have now is <coughs> millions of those aliens. Well, I'm d- well, right, but intercut really quickly back to Titan. <laughs> well, because I, I Thanos think that, is fighting I think Tony. Thor comes back before. No, no, trust me, man. I just watched the movie okay. a couple hours ago. All right. <laughs> so back on Titan, Thor is fighting Tony. And he Thanos. eventually gains the upper hand. Yeah, sorry, so Thanos. <laughs> same thing. Very similar. There's so many. Thanos characters. is fighting Tony. Yeah, Thanos is fighting Tony. Gains the upper hand and stabs him lethally. Oh, that's and right. That's right. At that's that right. moment, it's okay. like, oh shit, Tony is gonna die. And right. and you see it on Tony's face that Tony realizes he's gonna die too. And um, at this point, Strange stops the fight and he says, "All right, I'll give you the time stone if you spare Tony's life." And Tony's like, no, Tony's like, don't do that. And he's like, just kind of looks at Tony. And in that moment, you're supposed to remember that he said to Tony, if it comes to saving the time stone or you or that kid, I will not hesitate to let you both die. Right. To save the time stone. Right. So it seems like he's doing something here that is counter to what he said he was doing. Right. So he just sort of hands Thanos the time stone. Well, he says, I the, we're in the end. Well, he looks now. at Tony and says, "I'm sorry," and Ugh. hands him the yeah, exactly. So then Which Thanos has that's the title five. for the next Avengers movie. I'm calling it right now, Avengers End. <laughs> so Thanos has five of the six stones yep. and immediately portals to Earth. Yeah, he just leaves them Kay. all there, all fucking defeated and shit. Right. So back on Earth, they've got um, Vision and them have just killed the last guy. And he looks at Scarlet Witch and he goes, "Okay, you gotta just break this thing out of my head now. I'm really sorry, but you gotta do it." And she's like, "Okay, you're right. Let's do it." So she starts pulling the thing out of the stone out of his head with her magic. Right as she starts doing that, Thanos shows up. Yeah. And he has five so of the gems. we skipped over a huge part, though. No, so no, this is the part that you're talking about. Thor is still forging the hammer. No, 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 no. Because when he shows up, that's when. I and I listen, man. I just I remember this so specifically because when he comes out of that portal is when the music changes, and he starts like phasing people through him. The Hulk flies out oh, of any right. phases. So, 
So but we missed right. Thor showed up and helped. Wreck I was gonna the say, army. and I, that's yeah. that's like my favorite fucking part of the movie. You're like, right, dude. He because they're all getting swarmed and shit, and that's basically he saves the day. The he, vision sequence that we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, and he portals in there and he just starts throwing his fucking axe around and like lightning everywhere, and he just <laughs> he's just like, tell me what Thanos is, and just fucking oh, he just wrecked shit so hard. Yeah, I so because he, he doesn't know. He assumes Thanos is already there. Right. And and so, so then like so now you got Rocket, Groot, and Thor joining the fight. And I love right. dude, and just that that whole part, that whole sequence, like especially Rocket talking to Winter Soldier, being like, Hey man, how much you sell me for that arm when this is done? Or how much you sell me that arm for? He's still got that yeah, like it's not for sale. crazy <laughs> obsession with body parts, like which uh, also we didn't talk about how Rocket gave Thor a new eye. Which was also oh, yeah. a callback to Guardians. That he stole off. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. he stole it off of a guy. Yeah, that was funny. Um, but yeah, so that that Thor's there and he's wrecking shit. And then like, after they feel like they've kind of won, all of the children are dead. That's when Thanos shows up. Right. And right so after, yeah, exactly. Right after Scarlet Witch starts to pull the stone out of yeah. Vision's head, yep. Thanos shows up. So now you've got Thor, Hulk. Black Panther, Captain America, um, Winter Soldier, all everybody who's still on Earth is like, okay, we got to keep Thanos away from Scarlet Witch while she pulls yep. that out of his head. And they just fail miserably. And they just get wrecked. Everybody gets wrecked. He doesn't actually kill anyone at this point. He's just kind of casting them aside. He's like, just get out of my way. Yeah, he's portaling them out or he phases Bruce Banner into yep. the rocks. Like, he just does whatever he wants. And that's and this is that scene where Cap, like, holds his gauntlet, which I loved that because they, they finally showed how Thanos, like, uses that gauntlet right there. Because he, like, he has to clench his fist to make it do anything. And so right. Captain noticed that. I, I, I feel he like he noticed let him it. Close his yeah, and he's, like, Well, Strange had also open. noticed earlier, yes. Sure. But... But he's but like yeah, trying so to hold it open, and it was trying I, to keep yeah. his fingers from closing. I thought that was going to be together. when Cap died, but he just got wrecked, just punched. My, <laughs> my girl God. looked at me right when he was holding his that hand above his head, and he was. She looked at me with this, with like the widest <laughs> eyes, and I just shook my head, like just, just wait, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Yet. <laughs> just like, drops him, dude. Like yeah. So, but he does. <laughs> I mean, he puts them all down, and but just humiliates them. Like yeah, basically nothing. I have all of this power. Yep. So here's the really crazy part is when he gets, you know, when he gets up to Scarlet Witch and Vision. She's like holding him back with her fucking. She's still able to hold him back. She's with so her, powerful. With one hand. Yeah. Well, with the other hand, she's still extracting that stone. Dude. So basically she manages to pull it off and she pulls that stone out of his head. And, and destroys he falls it. He f- yeah, he gets he sort of disintegrates mm-hmm. into ether, and Thanos gives her this really disappointed look for a moment, and she's like, you know, thinking that she's triumphed, and he just sort of greens green time gems it back like five well, minutes, and th- and that part was do that. that was so <laughs> cool too, because like so well done when they when that stone exploded, it shows like the upper shot and the trees just all fucking <laughs> fate like right blast out, and there's this big explosion and shit, and then. Thanos just like smiles at Scarlet Witch and clenches his fists together, and then it goes back up, and you see everything like reverse. Basically, it's like Superman explode. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Superman style, and just like, and Vision comes back, and dude, I, I remember like seeing people, like hearing people like 
gasp in the theater. Like, yeah. oh, fuck. Like, he's, oh, shit. And then, and then he, I don't, I'm pretty sure that Vision didn't die. Like, she was able to get the stone off, and he was still conscious whenever, whenever he, whenever that happened. And well, then he had, he had sort of had, like, this dissolving, like, moment where it was, like, you know, maybe he peacefully died. Like, well, I think he was um, still kind of alive because, like, when Thanos like reverses time and then pulls the fucking stone out of his head, that's when he turns gray and like right. really but his head fucking also dies. just sort of collapses. Like, yeah, oh god, he that just he sort of crushed it out of his head, dude. Like, and that was it, it so wasn't, fucking. Yeah, she pulled it, and it was like once it was removed, he sort of had like this peaceful, like you know, yep. moment of passing. But then. When he did it, it was very violent. And yeah. yeah, it took all the color I guess out of Vision. Yep, that's very true. That was like, okay, oh, Vision's dead now. It's it's dead not a AF. it's not a soul stone thing. It's not a you know ether thing. It's not a peaceful passing. Like he's just dead. Yeah. Um. So Which, again, you know, at, brutal. At that moment, uh. Yeah. At that moment, he's got all the Infinity Stones in his gauntlet. Um, well, now Thor they and everyone starts attacking them now. Or no, yeah, that's right. right. Thor comes back. Yeah. Throws so Thor his fucking axe at him. Yeah, flying down. Um, oh, that's so. Oh, that shit was so like tight. It's almost like he bifrosted into him. Yeah. Um, but he like he buries this axe in Thanos' chest. Oh, and I, I I loved seeing like him throwing the, like shooting the beam from the gauntlet and then throwing yeah. the axe through the beam and like deflecting yeah. it all and just yeah he straight into his chest. No shit. Yeah. It was very Dragon Ball Z moment. Yeah. Um, very comic book again. Ball was way more powerful. Yeah. So the axe just bisects this infinity beam like it's nothing. Yeah. And buries itself in Thanos' chest, and Thor's like right up in his face and getting ready to scream at him. And Thanos says something like, You should have aimed for my head, yep. and then snaps. Oh. And then it just goes to like, white. And I was like, Oh my God, this better not yeah, be the end. Just, oh my God. <laughs> or, yeah, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. I thought for a second that was the movie, and it was over. <laughs> and I would have stood up and screamed so loud. I would have just been, No! <laughs> like. No, but Maximum I. Anger. <laughs> I do like how they did it. They it basically flashes, and then it shows Thanos in I think what's wh- like the Soul Realm or something. It was like a different realm where he talked to Tiny Gamora, and he's like, "Right." She's like, "Did you did you do what you needed to do, or did you complete everything?" And he's like, "Yes, child." And then it flashes back to Captain America, and it's yeah. like Thanos is gone. He teleported out of there. Well, and p- so uh, here's a part that I'm not sure of is when he snapped, it sort of also looked like the gauntlet was destroyed in that moment. Like doing that really damaged it or I'll have to pay attention to that when I go lines. see it again, because I will, too. But it, it looked heavily damaged right at that moment after he snapped. It was like, did some of the stones fall out or like did hmm. it crack or something like that? It could have just been so much power that he used. Right, and that's what I'm saying. Like, he overwhelmed it, yeah. and, you know, part of his, like, wish was to make sure nobody could undo it or something. I don't know. That, that could um, be. Well, because, I mean, I, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of questions about it that I still have to go through another that's viewing of it. And, I, and I'm still curious of, of how he went to that different realm. Like, how was he there? Well, I think it's like part of the wish. Like, basically, snapping is the execution of whatever you wish in that moment. So okay. if he's like... I want half of everything to die. I want to be safe. I want to see my daughter again, and I want okay you know, blank type right. of thing. I think it's like okay, here's all that stuff. Yep. Um. So that's Ugh. an important point too. Is that 
I think he would have only seen that flashback of Gamora if he wanted to, okay. which is important. Um, I think that's a very important point for the next movie and possibly how things get resolved. So anyways, after that, after he snaps, everybody the thing that everybody's been waiting for happens, and half of everybody just oh, starts dissolving into It happens into so dust. slowly. Yeah. And it's like Captain America, I, I remember just, he's like looking around, and he's like, what happened? What's going on? And then he like looks up, and he's like, oh, my God. And then it flashes to Bucky, and he just turns to ash, basically, like dust. Yeah, everybody starts and slowly turning to ash. Dude, and it was like, I, it was everybody, like fucking everybody. You got Black Panther went fucking, um, basically all the Wakandans disappeared. Yep, um, like, Bucky went. Uh, um, Groot went. That was that was yep. gut wrenching, dude. And then Drax. I, dude, the the heaviest thing for me was. The, when they flash back to Titan after the snap, and it shows Peter, and this is this is a cool part too because it, it shows his like Spidey senses kind of working, and he's like, "Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good," and then yep. he he realizes what's going on. This is this is when I like bawled, dude. I was f- literally bawling in the theater. I was like, "Oh my god, Jesse was fucking right," but <laughs> <laughs> no. that's enough to make you cry right there. <laughs> But then, but then he like grabs on a Tony and he starts just going, "I don't want to go, I don't want to go, I don't want to go." Like, just seeing his like reaction to being a little kid and dying in that moment, and like, dude, it was just the that was by far the most powerful part of the movie, and the well, most and like just punch you in the face, you know? Yeah, clinging to Stark, who's always been able to do something to for help him, him yeah. having oh, him not be God, able to do I'm anything. Teared up thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Now, here's the interesting thing, though. When Doctor Strange started fading away, he says it was the only way. Yep. So so we're left with... What, what did he say to Tony last time that he spoke to Tony? He said, I looked at 14 million different possible futures. And there's futures. only one. There's one where we come out of this okay. Yep. And that's, and that's what he said, I think, before Thanos, or right after Thanos left, Tony was like, why did you do that? Why did you give him the stone? And he's like, "We're in the end we're game." We're in the now. end game. Yeah, yeah. And so, which I believe is, you know, him sort of saying, "Okay, so now there's only a certain number of possible futures left." Well, and it's and also the w- part of the one that he saw where they triumphed. Right. So, here's the question, though: Is why did he not, you know, immediately rewind time and do something differently? It should mean that part of how they <coughs> out part of how they overcome this involves the snap happening right and then being reversed somehow right oh, so how are they gonna fucking do that so here's here's a thing that's possible okay they really established that thanos gamora connection right he even saw her after he had completed what he meant to do right because he was reminded you know he was in mourning things like that so that means that he still has possible regret about what he did and you know everything to him everything has to be fair right Right. so is it fair that he had to give up his daughter to complete you know his his mission um so it's possible that they'll use some regret and some sort of mind manipulation or chaos magic from scarlet witch to get thanos himself to unwish his wish yeah or something um do you or maybe because you know why did why did um, Doctor Strange not stop Peter from attacking them 
uh, from attacking Thanos when they were trying to get his gauntlet off. He didn't stop Peter from doing that. So that right. must mean that was part of the future that he saw where everything comes out okay. Right. I think, I mean, he so he obviously knew what was going to happen, and that's why he did the things that he did. So that's what I'm saying. Doctor Strange knows what's up. He was like, at some point, we are all going to die. He didn't really seem surprised that he was disappearing. Right. Just sort of upset, you know. And um, He kind of had a so smirk like, on his face, didn't he? Didn't he kind of look and he was like, like hey. An acceptance look. Like, okay, here's the next step yeah. sort of a thing. Um, and he's, you know, he understands different planes of existence in reality, so I'm sure he's fine. Um, but, yeah, to me it indicates that he has a plan and right. that that plan, when he looked at Tony and said, I'm sorry, I believe that means that Doctor Strange knows that for this to work, Tony is eventually going to have to sacrifice himself. Right. That, that could be. So that's that the be. only way. And if you think about it, like we were saying, the only characters left are the old Avengers. Um, so, and I wanted to touch on they, that. I wanted to touch on who's all those all old dead. Avengers <laughs> need to sacrifice themselves in the next movie and leave the universe for the new Avenger characters. It's maybe. very possible. So, there's a lot of possibilities here. You know, Wanda, the Scarlet Witch, does all her reality magic. There seems to be a lot of ways they could do this. Well, um, and, and the last two characters on Titan, because because. Drax, uh, Star Lord, Spider Man, and Doctor Strange all disappeared. We forgot to touch on the fact that Nebula came back, and she and helped she them fight. There. And so Nebula yes. and Stark were the only ones to survive. And harking back to the comics, Nebula was uh, the original one to bring Thanos down. She gets right. she gets the gauntlet and like reverses everything basically. Wasn't Nebula a guy in the comics? <laughs> no, no, no. It's a girl. Okay. Yeah. Um, but she, uh, so that, that's, that's another thing that could happen. They could stick with that story arc in a way and, and may maybe Nebula has to sacrifice herself to bring Gamora back and Tony has to, they, you know, or they'll figure something out where like, um, a soul for a soul, like they said in the movie. Right. So every time somebody sacrifices themselves one more character gets to come back or something like that. So <laughs> she'll like be chess. She'll bring <laughs> back Gamora and then Gamora will explain how it works to everybody. And then the last person to come back will be Spider-Man because Tony will, you know, sacrifice himself last. Now here's an interesting thing about that. I believe the way that they actually beat him in the comics the first time was Thanos had become like pure energy or something. And they realized that if they just dumped a bunch of human sacrifices into it, it would eventually overload and people could, you know, be safe and maybe come back from the dead. So it, it sounds, I mean, that's very comic booky. Yeah. But it sounds like it uh. could be a possible sort of uh, structure setup, like sacrificing one soul for one soul, you know, a direct trade type of a scenario. Do you think so they'd try and get their own Infinity Gauntlet? Like, try, since you know that uh, Tyrion can make another gauntlet, you think they'd try and get their own <laughs> stones? You know what I mean? Well, like, is there a way to yeah, do that? Yeah, and there's a lot of questions because at the end of Guardians 2, for example, they introduced Adam Warlock. Right. Adam Warlock was right. instrumental in defeating Thanos, right. if I'm not mistaken. He, well, he was Thanos' um, like right-hand man for a little bit. Right, and then after this movie, in the very, very post credit sequence, they did tease that Captain Marvel will be showing up. Captain Marvel is basically That's an true. energy-absorbing yep. sponge character who can channel energy and stuff, you know? Yep. So, like, I the Infinity Gauntlet shouldn't be able to destroy her. I loved that, too. That was the post credit scene with 
with uh after nick fury and maria hill both disappeared yeah i love the mother <laughs> yeah and then disappeared that was that was well played yeah for sure they're like we got sam ellen this he's gotta say fuck kinda <laughs> um yeah so um I, I mean there's there's so many because because look you got you got ant-man and wasp coming out this summer that has to do with like the that molecular realm there could be something to do with that they could you know um, do you think here's my question though do you think at the end of that movie either Ant-Man or Wasp will look to the other one and they'll disappear? I don't know. I thought about that. It's possible because don't all the movies have to eventually line up with the next Avengers? I mean obviously they they could establish a bunch of separate storylines between now and then but shouldn't they all culminate in like shouldn't that snap affect everybody? Yeah, I guess that's that's true cuz Unless, oh man, because in in the in Infinity War, they were saying that Scott Lang had took a plea bargain. Him and Hawkeye took a plea bargain to get out, and so they're, they're now in, in hiding. Self, they're in like self-imposed house arrest. Like they're just yeah, out. yeah, and that would mean that he's out now in, of prison. So if he maybe they start Ant Ant Man and the Wasp with the plea bargain, and then yeah, that's very possible that at the very end of that movie, like one of them could disappear or probably um uh the old ant-man michael douglas's character you know like so yeah, something maybe he disappears and then they're like okay now we're gonna go fight thanos or right maybe they go to the quantum realm and use that to somehow that's time the realm. travel yeah and that's what i was gonna say is like maybe they maybe the end of ant-man is them like accidentally time traveling and ending up somewhere they shouldn't be you know, and, and being able to kind of, f- I don't know, fix it. I don't know, man. There's so many different possibilities. But I know that Captain Very Marvel, the Captain Marvel movie, yeah, it's it comes out next March, March 3rd, 2019, which is two months before Avengers 4. And it's set in the 90s. So it's going to be more of an origin story of how Captain Marvel gets her powers and gets associated with Nick Fury and all that stuff. And I, I don't think... That's gonna have much to do. Unless I don't think that's gonna have much to do with Infinity War. Um, well, it will have to because it, w- it will. I'm thinking Captain it, Marvel at the end. Of I'm it. thinking it will at the end. She'll get a page. Because I don't know if you noticed, but Nick Fury was using a fucking pager right. when, yeah. <laughs> when he paged her. <laughs> like it was so funny. Um, but I, I think that maybe at the end of Captain Marvel, she she gets a message or something that says you know we need your help but maybe she oh, won't man. because it's set in the 90s and if it's set that's in the what 90s I'm saying. that's why he has a pager oh she's in the 90s still they're gonna have to go back in time and get her out of the 90s do you think his because his pager was pretty crazy do you think it's like a time traveling message sender no he brought the pager from the 90s so it can still send messages to the 90s oh. like yeah it's a t- it's a time pager how cool would that be that is a TMA exclusive preview prediction right there for sure. <laughs> if that happens, that's going to be sick. I really like that idea. Um, I, I but I think th- with these next two movies, I honestly think they're going to just kind of slap us in the face and be like, you thought it was going to say something or have something to do with the Avengers, but it has nothing to do with them. These are just two extra stories that go along with it. You know, I, I think they'll keep us in the dark for a while. 
I mean, at least at least yeah, Ant Man. I don't think Ant Man's gonna have anything to do with the story at all. I bet Ant Man will tease Captain Marvel really hard. It's it's possible, or they're gonna tease the time travel quantum realm thing because they're definitely gonna have to pull. Um, what what was that? Uh, the other the last Wasp. They're gonna have to pull her out of the quantum realm somehow. Right. And she'll the probably have wasp. maybe she has some sort of answers, or she'll be like, I s- I've seen the future and it's not good. <laughs> I I just I just don't see Ant Man having much of a connection. As 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 much as Captain Marvel will. I, I yeah, he pro- right. I think if anything, his character will be instrumental in getting Captain Marvel there, and then she'll do most yeah. of the heavy lifting, so to speak. Would be my guess. And I think out of the two, um, Hawkeye and Ant Man, I think because we're stuck or not stuck, but we're set with the original Avengers, I think Ant Man will would be the one to disappear instead of Hawkeye. Oh, okay. That would make sense. Um just just as like a 50/50 chance, you know, you're getting rid of half of everyone. So Well, and maybe Hawkeye's family disappears. He's got a family, remember? Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I would almost guarantee that. Um that th- that they disappear and then that's why he comes back to join the fight or something, you know. There's but just there's so many possibilities. It, they there was so much going on and it was I mean, I know there were Easter eggs and stuff, but they were mostly, like, callbacks to actual comic frames. There wasn't too much to find that was hinting at what's coming next. No, not um, at all. As far as I can tell. There was I no... Mean, I, looked at, I immediately came home and looked it up online, and most people are like, yeah, I can't... I, there's nothing really to explain what's happening next except more Captain Marvel, we assume, because we saw her logo. <laughs> yeah, or... Because I, I really doubt they're going to introduce Adam Warlock at any point in time. They'll save him for Guardians 3. Yeah, and probably. Now, my my biggest question is, are the people... So, let's take... There's a lot of people that died in this movie. And a lot of people that died at the very end. But there was a lot of people that died before the finger snap. My question is, do you think those, wa- those people are going to come back? Because I think everyone that turned into dust will come back. But I don't think Loki will come back. I don't think Heimdall will come back. And it's uh, obviously Gamora will come back because she'll have a huge part with the Soul Stone. Her soul is still um, there, so she has to. No, I don't think Heimdall will come back. I feel like Loki always has a possibility for coming back, just because he had that, you know, that connection sort of to the Tesseract, and he's, you know, a trickster and things like that. But, and but even Thanos was like, no resurrections this time. Well, right, but. And Again, so I guess it depends know, on where they go back in time, because you know right, they're gonna have to go back in time. That's the big thing: is so. how far back do they go? You know, how how is it exactly the same as it was? Things like that. Yeah. There's so many questions. I mean, um, they could go all the way back in time and just kill Red Skull, right? <laughs> and just well, take and care of it. I believe there has been. Well, actually, no, that was a Galactus story. I was gonna say there was a, a Watcher that saw galactus being born and chose not to kill him or something like that but mm. i mean they could do a similar thing you know somebody sees thanos being born and they're like yeah oh, but him. how cool would it be if at the end of avengers 4 after all the fox deal is done if galactus is born how fucking so cool would that be because he was in the comics his origin was the end of one universe and the start of another exactly so, i mean it would fit yeah it would be cool and then silver surfer could show up at the very Dude, end and be like my master is coming that yeah that'd be cool that has to be their plan i mean i would almost bet money on that that they're that the reason they're trying so hard to get fox and those characters back is to use galactus because what better v- wh- i mean how can you top thanos right now 
There's no fucking way you could top that. Unless it's Galactus. <laughs> well, I mean, so that's that's basically the next phase in Marvel, I guess, would have yeah. to be that level of character. So Adam Warlock, you know, Captain Nova. Marvel. They'll have Nova maybe come some out. Eternal, yeah, Nova, some Eternals, maybe, um, you know, things like that. The Celestials have been introduced. I mean, that's a big deal. So... If um, they if they do the watchers, Phoenix like saga right, if they do the Phoenix saga right, they could be, fine because they they're doing a ton of reshoots on Phoenix saga right now, the X Men, yeah. and if they're doing that to like add some shit at the end or something to like, I don't know some somehow because it's gonna have something to do with space and you know Phoenix was always out in space so maybe they could collide somehow you know I I, I don't know but I I'm excited for for those stories to come into play for us to see more from those other universes you know and come into the mcu i hope so um so uh, yeah yes, i guess this yeah. is sort of tangentially but like this the venom trailer was pretty cool um oh god it, it'll be it'll be interesting to see if they do a venom movie without any spider-man inclusions um from what i've i read a couple rumors that were saying that tom holland was on set he wasn't any costume or anything. He was just on set as like a normal dude, and so it's possible that he shows up for a second at some point, just to kind of be like, "Hey, it's me, surprise!" Right. Hey, everyone. <laughs> or um, maybe he does the like he just sees him in a newspaper or something, and that's where the Venom symbiote gets its idea for the suit. But that could be. Anyways, yeah. that, um, that would that would actually make more sense. So here's a funny thing. Uh, I believe Tom Holland. Um, who plays Spider-Man, um, actually accidentally leaked that there are going to be more Spider-Man movies. So, oh, to yeah. me, that generally indicates he's going to be brought back to life. <laughs> did you um, hear Did you hear that they only gave Tom Holland um, the script to his lines because right. he spilled the beans on that? They yep. were like, you can't read anything else from this movie. Only yep. your lines. <laughs> well, and they actually made fake scripts as well. Yeah, and sent all um, those out. To, to give to him, well, yeah, specifically a lot of them were for him. Yeah, so. they were for him. Oh, my God, that's so funny, though. But, I mean, kid's like 19. I'd probably have a big mouth, too. Like, So he was like eight when Iron Man came out, or nine, I think. Like, it's it's that's yeah. crazy. No shit, dude. <laughs> that's crazy. He, like, as a kid, he was watching that, just going, oh, my God, these movies yeah. are so cool. Oh, he talks about it, too. He's like, when I was watching Tobey Maguire do this, it was really cool. Yeah. And I'm like, Man, this guy really loves being in these movies. I yep. really appreciate that about him. Yep, me too. And he d- he takes that he does the character so well. All of his little so one-liners and quips were so good in this movie. Yeah. So now that we're all the way through the plot of the movie, yes, we are and done. And the we've sort of <laughs> we've sort of given our you know basic ideas of what we think is going to happen next. I have a couple of like really basic questions that I'd be interested to ask. So okay. Um. What would you say are your top three, in whatever order, favorite Avengers? After this movie? Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, I'm going to say Thor. Yep. Doctor Strange. Yep. And honestly, probably Scarlet Witch. See, I might go Vision there. I might go Black Panther there. I might go... I just I like. I'm not gonna say Spider Man. I really like the new suit. Um, I don't know. That last one's hard. I like Scarlet Witch. I I loved her in this movie. She did such a good job. Yeah, and that's the thing is she did really great. Um, I really (laughs) I really like Groot 
Um, yeah. I mean, I guess you. I don't know if he'd be technically considered I, an I Avenger, mean, like as but a I mean, he was in the Avengers movie. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, I really like Winter Soldier. There's, yeah, it's a tough one. I don't, I don't know about number three, but definitely Doctor Strange and Thor for me are like, oh yeah, they tied for first. They like solidified they their first place and for me. Second. They yeah. definitely solidified that because I mean, obviously the Thor movies, the first ones were a little shaky, um, but the third one was. I still feel so the first one was really good. I mean, I. Yes, but in in the the grand picture of all the different movies that have come out, like that that one's definitely not the best. Um, eh, I I disagree because it gave us Loki and it gave us, I mean Loki has been I guess important. That's true. He's been all he's been a pretty movies. big deal. Yeah, but out of those three, I think Ragnarok really took the cake. Like that was the best Thor movie for that me. That was really fun, and that's when I really yeah. started to fall in love with that character. Just him, how funny he was, and how he he went from like. I think, I think his character development is what I like the most because he went from yeah. just total, like look down my nose, you know, king kind of at the peasants guy, to humble human being, kind right. of in a way. And well, I, I and just I, I really liked his transition all the way through all those movies. Yeah, and I'll always, I still will always defend the second Thor movie because it has some of the best acting I've seen like in a that. Marvel movie. I, I like that movie just fine. Well, when Loki was in that cell and he was projecting yeah. that image of, you know, I'm totally in my suit, everything is fine, I'm cool, I'm screaming in your face. And yeah. then as soon as Thor was like, you know, drop the act, it turned out Loki was actually like super depressed about his yeah. mother. And he was, you know, just devastated and vulnerable. And like, it, that's some of the best acting we've seen from any of the Marvel movies. So I, I'm really, I'm really glad that Thor is being more main uh, front and center now. Yeah, and, and he I mean, there was people clapping in the theater when he showed up to that last fight with his new I mean, weapon. They I, were, I, I mean, was there was people freaking out. I was one of those people because <laughs> <laughs> it just came out of nowhere. And at that point in time, it just seemed so lost. Everything seemed so. I mean, the the Iron Man suit was getting taken the over. Was like, turning. Yeah, everyone was kind of losing, and then you just hear that thunder, and you're like, "Oh my god, <laughs> here it comes!" Yes. And I loved like. Rocket and Groot's little introduction. Rocket just starts blasting people, and I loved how Winter Soldier picked him up, as <laughs> a gun, turned him around <laughs> in a circle. <laughs> yeah, and I mean Groot kicked ass. Obviously, he always kicks ass when he needs to, and that just that whole introduction there at the end was a total Space Jam moment. You know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you're like, Agreed. oh yay, sweet, the heroes are back, and then Thanos, you know, ruins it all. But but yeah, oh, I you know what? If they go all the way back in time, they might go back to the first Battle of New York. They uh, could do that. Yeah, that's true. It's totally something I was just thinking of. I know it's not, you know, fit I smoothly, they, but... <laughs> I wonder if they would. I know that, I mean, have you seen any of the leaked shots or anything? Because Captain America is in his old Avengers costume in some of the pictures from the set and stuff. I haven't. No, I haven't seen anything. Yeah, they're so basically they're all wearing this uh, wrist watch basically and it's green it's like got a little green kind of gem in it and it's like black oh, widow like time and stone it kind of yeah it seems like it it seems like it's a way that they're traveling in time and uh and there's like been some shots of captain america in his in his old um suit from the first avengers and shots of i think it's thor in his old costume as well so they're definitely cool. they they've 
will most likely go back to Battle of New York. Oh, the other thing they could do is visit multiple times. Yeah, like, that's what I'm thinking. Is they're going to go to a go here, different place? Go here, change this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or the, so that when they get to the future, everything's different. I mean, I, I really feel like the Russo brothers are going to treat it like real time travel, like a real butterfly effect. Where, say, they go back to New York and they change something. But then it, it doesn't fix anything. So they have to go back even farther and change something. But then that changes some other things that then they have to go a little bit, you know what I mean, back in, back in, back in time or forward in time. And there could be a lot of different things going on here. I mean, they could incorporate uh, uh, Star-Lord's mom dying in there, too. Oh, yeah. They they could, there's so much they could do. That's the thing is... I feel like there's some sort of soft reset coming where we're going to lose a few characters, but most characters will come back and there will be a bunch of new characters. Well, we do know Captain America's not going to make it out of four. That is his last movie that he signed on for. And Chris Evans has said he's not going to come back. Yes, he's going to be a director, I believe. Yep. And so we already know that one way or another, he's not going to be in the universe anymore, whether he dies or gets maybe trapped in time. Maybe he has to stay back in time. And oh, back in the forties, and gets to gets to be with his woman again. Maybe that's what it is. Him jumping forward was was yeah. the big thing where he where it fucked oh, everything he was frozen, up, right? Yeah, that's what it was. But <laughs> if if they get the tesseract and keep it somehow, you know what I mean? I mean, th- it could just be th- as simple as that, where he just stays in a time um, instead of going back, and then you got. You know, Bucky, like when you if if they leave him in the 40s and they jump back to like 2019, you have Bucky dressed up as Captain America instead, just because that's that how be cool. things went because they found Bucky in the ice instead of Captain America. I'm going to oh actually man. I might actually call that right now. That's actually a good idea. <laughs> 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 um, but there, yeah, you're right. There are so many different things they can do. And I'm sure we could talk about this for the next fucking six hours. Um. But we should probably start to slow down a little bit. Let's go into our predictions. Uh, I know we touched on a little bit of them. Did you did you end up getting your predictions back, Jesse? Oh, from did uh, you find yours? I I actually don't think that I did. Um, I called. I know I called a lot of those deaths. Um, yes, you were you were spot on with <laughs> with most of those deaths. I mean, I don't think any of us really thought that the original Avengers were going to be left. I think we all thought Cap was going to die. Well, it seemed to make the most sense that the originals would go, but, I mean, in particular, Peter definitely had to go because of that responsibility factor with Iron Man. Um, oh, that's, it, that's it, totally true. So that was part of that. Um, but I feel like I said it, I think what it's doing is setting up Tony being, you know, having to sacrifice himself or something like that. Um, it's possible that they like he has to sacrifice himself in a soul way and like cap has to sacrifice himself in time and like oh and good point thor yep. has to sacrifice himself in power or you know what i mean they all yep, have to definitely. do some sort of trade-off to vision has to join minds with somebody well vision's yep. gone though it wouldn't be vision it would be like hulk maybe hulk has to they have to split each other and that's what creates the mind stone or something like there's there's oh, got to right, right. be gotcha. something where they kind of... And then Wanda is clearly the reality factor. But she's gone. Right. Um, so, so I'm thinking... Because oh, right, right, this, right. this movie is going to start in the aftermath of everything, the next one. 
And so right. it's you're saying this is how they'll this is how they'll undo each one individually. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. And it'll be because wh- how many Avengers are there? There's five, right? Or six? Well, there's five. There's Hulk, Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, uh, Black Widow, and Hawkeye. So I guess there's six. But there's six Infinity Stones. Yep. Well, so and Rocket is also there. And Nebula. Oh, that's right. Rocket and Nebula. Okay. And I think Okoye and probably Nakia. Okay. Oh, wait. I think Okoye dissolved. I don't remember. I, think I know Black Panther dissolved. I know most of I know. Dude, and Black Panther was a big shock for me, too. I was like, what? Really? There were yeah, people in the theater that, like, started booing it. They were like, what? <laughs> 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 but, yeah, I don't know. Is I, I like the idea of all six of them having to find a way to, you know, make a stone or something. Maybe maybe Iron Man has the key to make the gauntlet and then everyone else has to become a stone or something, you know? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's it's going to be crazy and it's going to be awesome and I'm I can't wait for 2019 already. <laughs> I'm really glad that it's actually not that long of a wait. I mean, I figured it could be 2021 or maybe later, but that's not that no, bad. They they filmed both of the movies back to back. Excellent. So I think they just have a f- little bit of filming left with the fourth one, and then it's all into the editing. So, um, yeah, it's it, it's gonna be nuts, <laughs> and I'm definitely excited. Marvel is, I mean, they are the kings at this right now. Um, there's no denying that they are so good at making movies and creating stories that appeals to everybody and. I I applaud them <laughs> greatly for this, you know. It's I mean me and you 10 years ago sitting in the theater watching Iron Man and then going to Thor and just making our predictions together like, "Oh, dude, this is where the stones are going to be and Thanos is totally going to wreck shit." And just all those years of talking about these movies, it just I'm I love it. I'm I'm super Finally excited. Finally culminating. About it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's great. It's a great way to to kind of start the end of this first, I guess you'd say book, chapter? The first 10 years, man. All right, so I guess let's touch on maybe give me one of your favorite scenes in this movie. So let's see. I think my it's going to be tied between the forging of Stormbreaker and the fight between Thanos and everybody on Titan, just because that fight, the scenes with Doctor Strange casting all his different spells was so cool. And he he exercised that level of control that you don't always see in superhero movies, surprisingly. It's true. They're all like, you know, I have a struggle or some reason that I can't always just be really powerful. But he doesn't have that. He's just like, I'm fully confident. Here we go. Let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> and I really appreciate that about his character. And it looks phenomenal it's so cool looking yeah um, their choreography for this for those fight scenes were incredible yeah really cool and then obviously the forging of the new weapon i mean it was like they've got so much sci-fi and fantasy in their comic book universe it's uh, just fun it's like everything Thor mixed into one fun and enjoyable yeah it yeah. was beautiful and yeah everything was just it was really fun yeah i would i think i think my I'm going to say my f- my favorite scene was that when Thor comes back. When he drops in. When he rejoins the battle the yep. battle on Earth. When he drops into Earth with Groot and them, I think that was just the most like hell yeah moment. The w- the m- 
the one time in this whole movie where you thought, okay, something good could happen. You know? This could be okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then you remember you're watching half of a movie and you're like, oh, you know what? Everybody fuck. will probably still die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, this is, I'm going to say this is obviously my favorite Marvel movie that's ever existed. <laughs> Just yeah, it was it was really good. Um, it's hard to it's hard to put anything else me, in front of this. It, it, yeah, for me, it's probably still Thor Ragnarok. Um, but this was right close up to it. I really really enjoyed it. I'll probably watch it again. Um, oh, I'm gonna definitely. watch Doctor Strange again for sure. I know that. Um, I'll probably rewatch all the Thor movies actually. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm considering seeing Spider Man now because I never saw it and. Oh. Didn't seem like I missed. And anything, you're gonna give so. me shit for not watching <laughs> Black Panther. Well, Spider-Man is pr- is specifically an ancillary character. Like it does, it does add to the story of Tony and him though, and kind of add a little more um, emotional. I mean, not background. really. It does. Called their whole emotional arc without having seen the movie. <laughs> so I don't. I, <laughs> there's my argument for that. It's <laughs> it is good though. It is it's a good watch for sure. Oh, and that's what I'm saying. I'm willing to go give it a chance now, just because I, you know, that kid has sort of gr- sort of grown on me. So. Yeah. Uh, I actually, I think I don't think you're the only person to to think that to be like, eh, fuck the Spider-Man movie. We'll just we'll just skip. There were so many of it, man. Exactly. Like, there were so many in the two different versions too. That. Yeah. Hopefully, Tom Holland is here for at least a little while until they introduce. Well, according to his spoilery face, at least two or three more movies. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good. Spoilery face. Maybe not. Maybe <laughs> maybe for spoiling the movies, they're just gonna kill him off and put Miles Morales in there instead. Right. <laughs> that would be pretty cool. That'd be ballsy, but yeah, it'd be tight. <laughs> I don't think they will, yeah. No. Um cool, I think God, was there anything else that you wanted to touch up on at all? I mean, yeah, other than I'm gonna so to update, you know myself the only uh avengers that i don't have a pop vinyl of are falcon scarlet witch and spider-man so i'll probably snag the spider iron spider suit because that one was really cool it looked pretty Um, cool falcon and scarlet witch i'm hoping come out in another wave of avengers pops if not i'll have to find them online from the old line and buy them that way but um i would definitely say uh, watch Guardians of the Galaxy 2 before you go see Avengers. Not that you need this information because you just listen to all of our stuff. But, <laughs> yeah, if you, you know, listen to um, this whole podcast and you probably have seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I would say you know, if you guys have any um, questions or theories or anything that you want to leave a voicemail, definitely do that. If you want to leave something on our Facebook page, definitely do that. It's 508-93-TWIST. Um, Yes, 508-93-TWIST. Um, we, you can check out my Instagram. I've got some Avengers stuff on there. I'll be posting Avengers Pops. We got the um, special drink with Thanos' head on it nice. when we went to the theater. We also got the collectible popcorn tin. It's really, really cool. Um, so, yeah, um, check out Twist My Arm on social media and follow me on Instagram, The Real Jesse Bailey. Hell yeah. um, go see the Avengers again. Yes. <laughs> and get ready for the first ever live episode of twist my arm um oh we're gonna gonna be recording live june 6th at broadway bar and bites um details are still being worked out as to which bands it's going to be our new spot for living room sessions so um we'll have basically live concerts um 
for our living room Maybe sessions. we'll call it Barroom Bash or something. Yeah, we'll <laughs> maybe we'll change the name up a little bit. But yeah, June sixth, Broadway Barroom Bites. Um, there will definitely be more information coming. Um, but I'm very excited. So you should definitely come out, check it out, and thank you guys for all of your continued support. Um, thanks for still listening and. Basically, I don't know, listening to us ramble for the last two and a half hours about how good this movie was. And <laughs> thanks for letting us. And if you're, <laughs> if you have seen the movie, uh, but not everybody that you know has, please, please, please don't spoil it. Thanos demands your silence. Yeah, actually, uh, I saw the movie on Friday and texted Jesse and told him not to text me until he saw it because I didn't want to have any opportunity to spoil the movie. <laughs> it was so well played. Yeah, I, yeah. Um, and it, it's true. Like this. Leave it. Let the surprises come naturally to everyone that hasn't seen it yet, because it, it is a great movie, and those surprises are what makes it so great. So, man, and there are a lot of characters that need avenging. So, yes, definitely, definitely go check it out, and then check out you know the next one and the next five that come out. Yep. it's gonna be awesome. And this isn't this isn't gonna be the last time we talk about this movie. I almost guarantee it. So we'll I definitely guarantee it. We'll probably have some. Some more talk next week when we have a normal episode. But either way, thank you all for listening. Um, we're going to call it quits. My name is Josh. My name is Jesse. And we're the Twist Mom Podcast. We will talk at you Be next cool week. to each other. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> The Twist My Arm crew thanks you for listening to this episode of the Twist My Arm podcast. The Twist My Arm podcast theme song was written and performed by the Hot Dang Gang. 